Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, the cape-wearing, gun-slinging, dead man-tails, shooting, Josh Finney. Hey, I like that. That's that's the best intro yet. Yeah, I... I the cape-wearing, gun-slinging, dead man's tail toting. I like a, that. It's a good thing he actually got dead man's tail, or else that would have been really embarrassing if yeah. he hadn't... I've gotten multiple rolls of it, thank you very much. To be fair, I did it before Josh did. I want that written down somewhere. He did. It is it is forever in the record that Corey did it before I did. And I'd like to like to note that it was on a technicality because of life threatening weather in Texas. Mm. Excuses. Was it excuses? Mm. Mm. You were clearly mm. not. Had a I realized that veteran. I was on an essential grid sooner, I would have probably done it. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like you're just jealous. We found that out this week. I'm on an essential power grid. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. You're, you're essential. essential. I am. It's purely because I live here. Mm. Mm. They, they, they're just like, oh, shit. This guy's got to get on and bitch about destiny every week. Now, his power stays on. True. Now, Josh, what, is, what does that say about your internet, though? Because your internet is clearly not essential. My internet clearly is not essential. That's the monkey's paw, right? Like, it just <laughs> it curled. Okay, you could have heat and water, but fuck your internet. That's what AT and T just said to me. They did. They said they just shoved that fist right up there. They said spit is the devil's lube, and they stuck that fist right up there. Wow! 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 Joining us tonight is Nerd Generalist back from the Tower Casuals LFG. Whoa! 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 And he's not talking about looping in places that shouldn't go. You can't segue into my introduction after that. And you can't. Not fair. You can't. You can't. You can't intro him. I'm the host. (laughs) Joining us this evening is uh, Nerd Generalist himself, the Warlock Man. It's a me. Hi, nerd. Uh, uh, Hi. I'm glad you're back. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. I missed you. I missed you. Missed yeah. your beard. I missed well, your coffee mug. I don't. My, we could be like, we could be friends again <laughs> since you know football season's over. Yeah, I'm about not to be friends with people in the football off season if one more goddamn person sends me Russell Wilson trade rumors. <laughs> trade Russell Wilson. I what? I don't understand what's happening in Seattle. Corey can't even talk. He can't it's even true. talk. He's 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 still drunk from the Browns win. I am, dude. We won a playoff game for the first time in like thirty something years. So your life? Yeah. No. No, we won a ninety four. I'm older than that. Okay. Oh, well, basically the first time in my memory. I was eight. Okay. I was eight. I was. If it was ninety four, I was maybe two. Well, you know. Maybe. I was still shitting my pants. I'll put it that way. I mean, that's, hey man, that's a. That could have been yesterday, dude. I it was know. not yesterday. Can confirm it was not yesterday. Okay, right. last week when your power was out. I don't know. Essential <laughs> <laughs> grid, Corey. My internet went down, not my power. Would have been a great time for xCloud to work on iOS, I'll tell you that. I mean, one might say that in today's world, the internet might be more important than power for a lot of people. It's true. But if you can't, you can't have the internet without power, though. Okay. Okay, Boomer. We have devices that have batteries in you know, 2020. Yeah, I mean, I just want mobile. Whoa. 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 What's all this hate on my age here? This is this is not fun. How old are you, nerd? 
32. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm like a year and a half older than you. Okay. Slow down. God, your ass is old. I know. I'm 34. It's fine. I'm old. I get it. I get it. Okay. Or you're not truly old until you start looking like you belong in the wet bandits and home alone. So you're okay. It's true. I don't have enough hair for that, but thank you. Neither did Joe Pesci, though. Yeah, right. Joe Pesci's bald as fuck. That's, I, yeah, I guess, you know, that's fair. That's He's fair. got a chrome dome going on. That's got fair. Those, you got those gold caps, though? No. I still have all my teeth. Except for my my wisdoms. I was too too dumb to have those. So, <laughs> Guys, now that we're done kind of BSing at the top of this show, we have a lot to talk about. There is so much to talk about. Some delays, some roadmap updates. Bungie secretly sliding in a fourth announced expansion that is untitled. There's a lot to talk about. Where do we start? Josh, where do we start? Uh, I mean, I think that the easiest place to start is just at the top of it. Um, We talk about the delay of the Witch Queen. Uh, This is, of course, the headline of it all. Uh, Definitely woke up to this this morning with a million different people texting and messaging me going oh my god have you seen this yet like it, it clearly broke 15 minutes ago let me wake up and read it <laughs> this um, came out at hold on hold on this came out at 1 p.m are you saying you woke up at 1 came PM? out at noon came out at noon so what's been happening is i've been taking my girlfriend to and from work she gets off at 8 a.m and i just genuinely don't sleep well at night anymore especially knowing to have to wake up to an alarm for something i cannot miss so I sleep for a little bit. I go pick her up, then I come back and go back to sleep for a little bit. That answer was a lot less funny than I thought it would be. Proceed. That's right. It was a really informative, too. A really unnecessarily informative. I was <laughs> making sure that I could not be made fun of by nerd. And it is all the truth. Hmm. He's still going um, to find a way, Josh. I know. Anyways, uh, so they <clears throat> they say as they began production on the Witch Queen last year, um, they made the decision uh, oh, quite a while ago to push to 2022, apparently, um, and that they realized they needed to add another unannounced chapter after Lightfall to fully complete the first saga of Destiny. Um, we've long thought about moving Destiny's annual release to the early half of the year, primarily for the health of the team, but the Witch Queen and not being tied to legacy expectations allowed us to make this choice early for import- three important reasons. Uh, these are some pretty big bullet points, so I'm going to throw these out so we can start discussing them, and then i gotta, I got to run take a phone call real fast. Uh, the Witch Queen represents an important evolution in the ongoing story of Destiny. Uh, Beyond Light built the foundation and allowed us to weave the world building of Destiny and Destiny 2 together, but this will light the fire on a strongly interconnected narrative across Lightfall and beyond, unlike anything we've attempted to before with characters, arcs, heroes, and villains that persist over multiple future releases. Even more importantly, the conclusion of these releases will also conclude the Light and Darkness saga, the conflict first introduced with the launch of Destiny. And as we've been developing the Witch Queen, we realized we needed this release to be the first of many moments crucial to the story of Destiny. With so much leading to and dependent on what happens in Witch Queen, we wanted to make sure that we gave ourselves enough time to build out this journey in the right way, starting with an exceptional first chapter. Um, and they go on basically to say, uh, Ultimate Vision for Destiny 2 still stands. Definitive action MMO, global community where you can play it anywhere with your friends. For 2021, that means upgrading our approach to keeping Destiny's weapon and armor game fresh, refining our vision for PvP, implementing transmog and crossplay, etc. 
and then they want to be uncompromising when it comes to the commitment of the health of the team, uh, especially in the light of COVID-19. Um, so I, I like this. I personally like this a lot. I think this is needed and important. Um, Corey, I know you and I have wondered aloud if they were going to have to delay this somehow, mm-hmm. because even if they put it out in November, they were still going up against Halo. Mm-hmm. And those are two, those audiences are basically one and the same. Not to mention there's the high likelihood that Starfield makes it out the gate this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't, I, part of this I think is they don't want to be cannibalized. But also this is the first major release that's largely been developed from home. Beyond Light was pretty deep in the production when they switched to home, judging by what we know about their the, how they build seasons and build expansions, right? They're usually about six months in advance. This would have been started and will likely be mostly finished at home. They might be back in the office for polishing phases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guys, I'm going I'm to turn the floor over to you guys uh, while I bow out for just a second. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think... I was like when I first saw this, I was kind of bummed. Like I was like, man, another delay for a, a major expansion. That kind of sucks. But like after after reading the TWAB and like the update to this and saying, look, we're delaying this because it's one of the most important story arcs we've ever told in Destiny. We're adding another expansion to end the light and dark saga. Like just continuing this and and kind of spelling out why they did it 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 totally makes sense uh i wonder how they're gonna do seasons honestly like are they gonna do what they did with arrivals with the last season and just extend it a couple weeks are they gonna kind of adjust the rest of the seasons to this well so for me like i like i obviously bummed about it but i'm really glad that we're sort of just getting this out of the way and postponing it now because it gives a lot of time for them to plan their content releases for the rest of the year. Obviously when, when beyond light was, uh, was pushed back when it was delayed, we found out pretty late in the game. I mean, it was during season of arrivals and they were like, Hey, by the way, now season of arrivals is going to be two months longer than it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And we don't really have anything extra planned in that time. So now this gives them time, like you said, to kind of either space out the season so that everything's kind of balanced. Maybe we'll add some new stuff in there to just to kind of tide people over. Mm-hmm. Them delaying this now gives them time to adjust. And also, I mean, I know it says early 2022. Maybe we can assume it's like January. I mean, the release in November actually went really well for Beyond Light. Like that was a, a actually like a really good time. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how much of that was like, hey, we need to kind of you know, Avengers was kind of coming out and Call of Duty and stuff. Like I wonder if they were trying to somehow like with Beyond Light avoid those while kind of filling that space that Halo was filling, mm-hmm. you know? Uh just because I know Call of Duty was kind of, was pretty popular this year and, and people were looking forward to the Avengers somewhat. And uh, I think that delay, putting it in November, it was kind of like the last game on everybody's list to play, right? And they were like, oh, man, Destiny's actually really good. And, like, this is the longest stretch of Destiny where I haven't really quit playing in a long time mm-hmm. uh, between, you know, last season and this season. is like, man, I'm just, like, I'm invested, you know? One of the things that I really like that they do like right here in the first like paragraph that we talked about is they keep flexing this concept of like we're no longer tied down to I mean 
quote, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but like leg- they say legacy expectations. I would assume that means like Activision's old schedule for us. Like we don't need to just do things this way anymore. Like we have a lot more flexibility and they keep flexing that. And I think it's very important. I mean, they mm-hmm. now have creative control over the rest of the game. And they're saying like, look, we, we had this in mind originally. We had, you know, Beyond Light, uh, Witch, Witch Queen and Lightfall. We realized that doesn't work for us. That's not enough. So now we're going to rearrange everything, space things out, and we're going to do this the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, and in a lot of ways, they're doing what, honestly, not, not to draw comparisons here, but what Lucasfilm should have done when they were making The Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We, we have too much to cram into one movie. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Rather than sacrifice the plot, we're going to pay everybody to come back. We got to do one more. We, we, we got to finish it out with an episode 10. And this just feels this feels like a really cautious move in light of Anthem, Avengers, Cyberpunk, like so many cautionary tales of the last couple of years that are just they were overly ambitious or they weren't ambitious enough in some regards, uh, Avengers. And I think they like they've shown a cycle of, okay, we put this out because this is the next chapter. It's not implemented well. And then they spend most of the year fixing it. Right. And they're like, oh, my God, it's in such a good place now. And then the next annual release undoes it. I think they're trying to break that cycle now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that like this is the first time we kind of like see the not the end of Destiny, but like the end, you know, like. Mm-hmm. They say it's the end of the light and dark saga. Like we we have a glimpse, like a pinhole sized light at the end of the tunnel, being like, "This is this is the end. It might be the end of some of our favorite characters that we've no- by then will known and loved for yeah. a decade, right?" I know they said what Ikora is going to play a big role next next expansion. Uh, you know, some of our heroes are going to be tested. It's 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 going to be hard to see destiny without, uh, you know, Ikora or Zavala or Shax or Saladin or St. 14 or, you know what I mean? Like some of these characters, right. It was, it was hard to see destiny without Cade for a while. Right. Like, I mean, it's still weird that he's, when you go into the, the store, the base version of destiny has Cade front and center on the, on the cover art. Right. And, and, uh, he's just not even part of the game anymore. So, uh, it, it's weird seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. So one of the things I kind of like about this, though, like to contrast kind of what you're saying is I, to me, see, I like I read this and maybe I'm reading it so wrong. You guys can tell me if you've if you read this differently. But like this opens the door almost for more stuff beyond the light and darkness saga. Mm-hmm. Like we we might they're saying like this is the end of the kind of like the first saga of destiny and there you know kind of there might be more after that and i think they're doing a really fantastic job and there's a lot more work to be done building out this universe that maybe i mean maybe if they keep building you know it opens the door for us to be able to introduce new characters introduce new storylines and stuff like that so that Mm -hmm. you know these other characters we can move forward with them after this sort of saga is wrapped up well, that, that's one of the things I really like. This kind of goes hand in hand with the business announcement we got last week, right? Of the expanding of the universe into other mediums, whether that's more comics, that's some novels like Halo. Uh, you know, Corey and I are both of the opinion it's probably going to lead to an anthology style series of some kind, whether that's movies or TV series. Uh, you know, really build upon some of this stuff that we've seen in the lore. 
But like you said, this is a ripe way to introduce new characters, especially the way they phrase it, introducing new heroes and villains. Like, personally, I just want to know where the fuck Fenchurch is. I would love an answer to that question. And like, in all seriousness, I would love for him to be like this ultra powerful guardian who just like deuced out years ago. He's been missing for so long, but the deliveries just keep coming in. Dude, my, my favorite fan theory when we saw that ship for like a week and a half, the, the, the prevailing fan theory was, what if that's Fenchurch's ship? Oh, man. Well, he's lucky he wasn't on that ship. I would have I loved that. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, we, are we ready to, uh, to move on from, from the delay and from the, uh, the state of where the franchise is right now? Uh, anybody got so, any other thoughts? Yeah, one quick thing. Go since ahead, we, go ahead. We, since we were talking about timing. Yeah. I find it very interesting that this came out the day that the new Destiny Killer demo came out. And we're, of course, we're talking about Outriders. Do we think that that was the coincidence or do we think that it was timed like this? Oh, it was absolutely, it was absolutely yeah. planned. That was my, that was my theory. It, it also came out the same day that we got the next update for Halo Infinite, which I think was less easy to predict, but they tend to release that on Thursdays as well. Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end of the month, there are, there are infinite updates. This is this is about them, you know, they're trying to stay competitive. They want to be at the forefront. They are still like as good as the Division 2 eventually got. Destiny is really the only one that has continued to like even though they've had their their valleys of ups and downs, they're the only ones that consistently nail it in terms of the live service game on consoles. Yeah, I think Destiny and World of Warcraft are the two longest kind of standing most popular yeah. MMOs out there at this point that really have kept going after all these years and stayed strong. Yeah, and I mean, and it, it truly is a unique game amongst first-person shooters, too, you know, with the abilities, mm -hmm. the movement. Mm -hmm. That's something Dotto was talking about earlier today in his breakdown of this, was that there's never been as much emphasis on movement in the Crucible as there is now, mm -hmm. right? Like, the game is more fast-paced than ever, and a lot of us who come for the game for the gunplay don't like the focus on abilities nearly as much, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. They definitely yeah, was, address that, yeah. I suppose. Yay. I was going to say, I'm here Yay. for the ice play. Nah. <laughs> Uh, but before we get to that, we have uh, rewards that matter. Uh, specifically talking about sunsetting. Sunsetting is dead. Cue the dancing crabs. It's long out. live sunsetting. R.I.P. Sunsetting. Twenty twenty to twenty twenty one. Literally only made it two seasons before he got sunset. I mean, dude, we're three weeks into this season. If this were to happen, I I was talking with our friend Matt about this earlier. I didn't expect this to happen if it ever happened until at least the Witch Queen. Yeah, they literally just needed a reason to get rid of Mountaintop. That's it. That that's pretty much what this comes down to is they needed an excuse to get rid of Mountaintop, Recluse, Revoker, and Beloved. They needed to get rid of four guns. Yep. Uh, I will say this in defense of, before we read all this. I will say this in defense of the initial sunsetting. I do think that we had too much emphasis on those pinnacle weapons, and it was needed. Also, how many of the other weapons were we really using out of the old loot pool? You had two or three weapons you were going to. No one was using the new stuff, even if it was good. It took us until last season to be like, damn, some of these Season of Dawn and Seven Seraph weapons are actually pretty rad. Mm -hmm. That shotgun, the Seven Seraph shotgun is really good. Yeah, there's the CQC. I was a big fan of Patron of Lost Saints. I know mm -hmm. people have still Seal Feather Repeater, Line in the Sand. Uh, there were some really good ones. And the Seventh Seraph weapons overall are still pretty good. Mm -hmm. I really, really like the Carbide personally, but I always had a better option. Mm -hmm. It was always an older option. And now with that kind of curated out, 
okay, I do still think that all the stuff that was available in Forsaken and in Shadow Keeps base expansions should be earnable and should not have a level cap applied. I think that's something they still need to address, even if they're not meta weapons. Yep, if it's payable, you should still be able to play with it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but here they they flat out say uh, we made the decision that any weapon or armor that can currently be infused to max power will continue to be able to reach it permanently. Starting in season fourteen, we won't be capping infusion on weapons or armor that have not already reached the cap at the start of season thirteen which means you can take trusty falling guillotine and all the high stat armor you earned this year to take on the raid in the witch queen. This is important. There was no right way to handle this. And I think mm -hmm. this is handled the best way it could have been. Mm -hmm. If you're going to undo this, because if you went back and said, Oh, anything that you earn can be used. So many veteran players, myself included would have been pissed because a lot of us cleaned out our vaults. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would have been pulling so, out that nameless midnight. <laughs> I would have been, I, I would have been pulling out my blast furnace, right? Like I still have the weapons that really matter to me, but I know I got rid of rolls on some weapons that would be good now. Some of the old raid weapons, mm -hmm. you know, from like years one and two. And this is probably the most fair way to do it. I know a lot of people were going, oh my God, season of Dawn just got sunset like two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. You couldn't have done this before then. Like <clears throat> they had to, no pun intended. They had to draw a line somewhere. They had to draw a line in the sand. So yeah. it's here. I'm really glad that this happened because I was staring at my inventory like over the last two days mm -hmm. and I'm looking at my full set of masterwork season of arrivals armor and I'm looking at falling guillotine and those weapons and armor literally had one more season available that they, you know, you yeah. could use them. And I was really getting bummed out about that. Not because of like of any, I mean, falling guillotine, there's some attachment there, but to like the armor, there's really no attachment, but right just the amount of time that I was going to have to dedicate to regrinding all the materials mm -hmm. to, to now grinding uh, out those materials those really things. sucks. Especially yeah. like when well, you can that's see why, the end like, of it. I, I, I've talked about this briefly before, but this is why I adopted the, the theory a few seasons ago. I masterworked a piece of armor or two from different seasons. So they wouldn't all expire at the same time. I got them staggered on a schedule. So I wasn't always having to kill myself every seat or like every couple of seasons having to just grind out an entire set or like my weapons or something like that. I can focus on using my cores and my prisms on my weapons as opposed to my armor. And this being like this, though, I'm 100 percent going to now make a full set of arc void and solar armors. So I can change out those pieces and have my different mods on them. I'm a hundred percent gonna well, do that with the high statted armor we get for free out of the pass. Mm -hmm. The only the only downside to doing it that way though is that might not support mods of the future because obviously like the that's fine. the downside to the armor that I have now and the last couple of days a bunch of content creators have been releasing videos on the new elemental well mods that we got this season and my armor can't use it the only thing that it yeah. can slot into are my exotics so that's the only downside to that theory but i do like that that concept i i think that's got to be updated at some point too i they just need to go in because especially if you're going to make if you're going to say this i mean and of course that is that's a mechanic for us to grind out more and they could just as easily go well we give you a free set of and it is very high statted armor that we get out of the season pass every year right or every season it's why I wait till the end to grab it in case like, oh, I get something that's even like too light above what I currently have in that slot. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and infuse into this. I'm going to level this up mm -hmm. or I'm going to change the element to be something that I want. Like 
I'm never going to go through and, like, masterwork a set every single season. And with Transmog, I couldn't give less of a shit at this point right. about how the how butt ugly the arm. Give me give me the dildo armor. I don't care. I'll put it on if it's my highest stat, and I'll slap on some Eververse ornaments that I have. Um, right? Man. Like, I There's can't tell you the last time I had the natural armor walking around <laughs> in the world. The, oh man there's a lot gotta, to unpack with that statement um i got i gotta tell you though like i have some really good rolls on some really ugly armor and this transmog cannot come fast enough so so i feel like armor i mean with with removing sunsetting from armor i feel like armor is actually in a really good place right now like we have we we have ways of and the first thing I noticed uh, with Iron Banner this season is all of the Iron Banner gear that I got was over 60 stats, like, mm, yeah. it, it, consistently. So we have ways of grinding out high-level, uh, uh, high-stat armor now. Uh, we'll have transmog, so whatever it looks like won't give a shit. And uh, it, for the most part, with the exception of mods, I mean, your armor is there indefinitely for you. So I feel like armor's in a really good spot moving forward. It is, and, like... I think you brought up an interesting point where mods of the future may require us to grind out new sets of armor. And I'm okay with that if I'm not doing it every single season. If it's like, right. say every release year, we get a new concept introduced, like Charged with Light, Elemental Wells, Warmind Cells. We get something new introduced at the beginning of that expansion, and they just build on that throughout the year. And like you, the armor will support that mod set and all previous ones. I would love that. I'd be okay if I was doing this once a year. Or even if the system that they do, in, like, let's say they introduce uh, a new system sort of bi-yearly, so every, like, mm -hmm. two two seasons. If the, if the systems complement each other well enough, I'm fine with it. Like, it feels like Charged with Light and this new elemental system that we're getting. They're meant to work together. They, they meant to work together because yeah. we have mods that sort of work in, in tandem between the two systems. Mm -hmm. Right. Um... Something else that I want to note here. Uh, because we will not be capping any more of our weapons, we must consider more variables in game balance of upcoming seasons and releases. So expect to see tuning when it comes to our biggest outliers in PvP and PvE. Yes, I'm looking at you, Fellwinters and Warmind Cells. Thank God. Please, um, please <laughs> nerf Fellwinters into the ground. I, I have to imagine that they're about to do that. I'm so right? tired like, of seeing I that wouldn't weapon. be shocked if they came out and said, <laughs> ha, we lied, we have to sunset one more weapon. If you literally <laughs> only sunset Fellwinters, I'm pretty sure most of the community would thank you for it. And Can we sunset? No, the people that use it would hate you. The people that don't have it or don't use it would love you. I'm just it, it's and it's not just fell winters. It's shotguns to a whole. Shotguns combined with stasis have just made the crucible just insanely unfun no. for the last I, couple of months. I could do an entire episode where we just dissect shotguns and yeah, uh, but fell winters is jerk. Yeah, I mean, Fellwinners Fel was bad enough in Destiny 1, and we all wondered when they, we saw they were bringing it back in D2, we were like, oh, God. Oh, Lord, here we go. And then they made it a pinnacle, and we were like, well, at least it'll only be around for a year. That was before Stasis. Before Stasis, it was manageable. Now, it, <laughs> man, like, Iron Banner is just, oh, it's damn near unplayable this season. It's Iron uh, Banner, it's, like, it's I put... Fun. I played a couple matches on Tuesday night, and I was like, man, it is just, it is a stasis clusterfuck with, with a I whole bunch of shotguns. Friends. Like, uh, Nerd, Matt, and I were jumping into some matches. I played a few with Johnny and his girlfriend. That was fun. I went into solo into the solo playlist, which I actually had a pretty good time with last season. 
and it was just genuinely one of the worst experiences I've ever had in PvP. I had had more fun in Trials than I had in Yeah. Are you jumping off the cliff in Trials 2 there? Josh, I, I no, I I actually can win matches and rounds and trials. So he took he took his spankings like a real man. Mm. I did, mm. or woman. I also spanked no them judgment. right back. I I took Jotun in there. I'm not proud of it, but I did it. He memed a little. You are proud of it. I'm a little proud of it because it got us some wins. So <laughs> if I don't get hate mail afterwards, it didn't trigger him enough. <laughs> so the question here is. Yeah. Okay. We've got sort of their next two targets for nerfing, and and I, for the most part, I can I can support those. I I mean I like war war mine cells a lot. I, I do too. But they but, they've had a full year in the sun now. I'm okay with them not dialing them, not like nerfing them into the ground, but dialing them back just enough. So what? I want I want your predictions, both of you. What are the next? What's the next either weapon class or exotic? What's the next thing outside of those two to get nerfed? I think the new mm. Titan exotic. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. That's obvious. <laughs> That's obvious. I mean, when you're when you're one-shotting bosses, out, okay, outside of the new Titan exotic, please give me something else. Um, I, I think it's almost certain, and so I hesitate on giving this answer because it's the only viable option for so many endgame encounters that is attainable for people to get. Uh, I feel like Xenophage is going to have to be on that list. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking Xenophage. But it comes with a caveat. That is only if, and I can't see any reason why this gun does not make it back in with the Vault of Glass. If Vexmith the Class does not come back, it will not be nerfed. So I was going to also say Xenophage or, and or Anarchy. However, I, they could just theoretically leave those two without catalysts for another indefinite period of time. Oh, I, I, they're never getting catalysts. Oh, man. But yeah, I think those two are definitely on the list to get nerfed. I I think they're on the list, but I think at the same time, Bungie has made Anarchy very difficult to obtain if you don't already have it. Mm -hmm. You have to do a lot of grinding in the raids in order to get it. It's not just a cakewalk thing. I mean, like, uh, I think our friend Max got it finally, and he you had to get 240 spoils, which I think is the max you can carry. I don't know how many runs of fucking Deepstone he did across three characters to finally get it. If he finally got it. But I feel like that's in an okay place just because what you have to do to get it. If you really didn't sit down and grind it in that last season in Arrivals, then okay. Like, it's it may be the strat, but I think they're okay knowing that really only, like, the dedicated people went out and farmed for it. Uh, and likewise, I mean, you have to do a ton of rating to get it now. Like, okay. Xeno, on the other hand, I think is a lot harder to justify a nerf for because it is the main damage dealing weapon that a lot of people can get for range um and it really and it on its own standing on its own it's probably not as good when uh, it's only like really top tier when you pair it with divinity when you pair it with divinity or you pair it with a whole team using it yeah um i just yeah i i can't see them i i feel like it's a nerf target but at the same time i think the, the outcry from justifiably from the quiet majority w- that would swell if you were to nerf Zeno because that gun was dog shit when it first came out. They buffed it to what it is now, and I just don't think you can reduce that damage. Like, there's plenty of bosses where it's not super effective on the current boss and Presage. It is not super effective on that boss. Mm-hmm. It's hard as shit to get a precision on that boss. 
Yeah. Like, that's where Zeno is most effective is if you're chaining those precision kills. Or you have, like you said, a divinity bubble to aim at, so it doesn't matter about the kickback. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I feel like this new bow is going to get one, too, pretty quickly. Mm, interesting. The, the people that it's working for, it's really working for them. Yeah, but I so if you look back, not to not to prolong this conversation, yeah. but I if you look back at what Bungie has nerfed in PVE, it's boss damage stuff. Yeah, you know, whisper. Well, uh, don't remind me about whisper. Yeah, we they nerf boss damage stuff. So if we're and their rocket buff wasn't enough in my opinion. Like, I, I feel like Rockets... It's got to go up like another 15, 20%. Yeah, I don't feel like Rockets are in a good enough place. So I feel like they're going to start... They're, they're going to continue to target boss damage uh, weapons and, and mechanics. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to... Unpopular opinion. I don't think they're going to nerf any exotics for a little bit. I think across the board, exotics, at least as it comes to boss damage and PvE, are in a pretty good place. Um, the one that I feel, I feel like if there was anything, it would be if like we had another falling guillotine situation, which I think they've nerfed that enough now to where it's still a viable option, but it may not be your first choice anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've done a really good job of making sure that lament never became falling guillotine 2.0. Although I do feel at some point they're going to let moments damage rise just a little bit because exotics, in my opinion, should be overpowered when it comes to PVE. You had to do quests for most of these guns. Like, Xenophage is not a walk in the park to get for the average player. Yeah. Anarchy is literally unattainable for a casual player. Like, these are weapons that the amount of time you put into getting these, you didn't just go, like, you didn't go buy Xenophage from a fucking kiosk. You didn't get it out of the season pass. You had to earn that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like weapons like that should, they should hold a little bit more prestige. Like there should almost be like tears to the exotics. Like if it's something that you got given uh, in the season pass, it should be like the lowest tier. If it's something you can get out of the kiosk right now should be a lower tier. But if it's something you got to go grind a quest out for, you got to go do the presage. You got to go do uh, harbinger, fucking harbinger, dude. Like if you got to go do those, get your random rolls. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, those should be top-tier PvE and PvP weapons at that point, I feel. Because you had to go get a specific role. You had to do that activity continuously. You know, God knows how many runs I'm going to end up doing of Presage just to get the four times the charm Dead Man's Tail. That hasn't stopped them, though. I mean, look, they nerfed both Whisper and the Aikilo Shoddy, which were ridiculous grinds to get, right. in my opinion. I, at the, especially at the time. With, I think we're dealing with a different Bungie, though, now. Like, that right. was two, three years ago. I, I feel like... Especially with Joe, with Joe Blackburn being in charge of the game now, like Luke Smith kind of moving off it. I think we're getting a different approach to the overall team with him and um, I forget his last name, but just Justin, who's going to be the actual game director. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're or a franchise director, whatever you want to call it. I feel like you're in a lot better place with those guys now. Right. Not that Luke was out of touch, but when you've worked on this exclusively for like six years as the guy in charge, it could be a little hard to see a viewpoint other than yours, I think. Well, Joe says that at the beginning of the of the beginning of the article, he's like, "We it it's surprise we Destiny works is at its best when people are seeing it with different eyes than what they saw in the previous generation." So, totally it's makes like, sense. Good to move Luke and Mark to overseeing the franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. 
to being the franchise directors and VPs. I think that's great. Overall, they're still the creative forces behind the story, behind ideas that are going to be implemented. But it's up to Joe and Justin to really implement those. And I think that was a great idea. Just like I said last week, I think it was great to take Chris Barrett off Destiny and have him go run Matter, the new IP. Mm-hmm. It worked. Bungie is a studio that works best when you've got multiple different viewpoints. Like Joe Statton being in charge of the cinematics in Halo ensured that we got this incredible story because he also wrote novels outside of that. And mm-hmm. now he's back as the director of Infinite. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just great to see these cycles going. And I'm very excited to see what they decide to do in the evolution of the franchise and of. That was really loud thunder. Holy shit. Okay. It's a Titan Thunder crashing into your apartment Dude, building. Dude, it's John showing up on my front doorstep. <laughs> what did you say about trials, Josh? <laughs> um, but w- while we're while we're talking about uh, infusions and increases, we might as well go ahead and get this out of the way now. Um, the power cap uh, each season. They, so they flip-flopped on this a couple times. In Black Armory, uh, Joker's Wild, and Season of Opulence, we increased by uh, 50 light each season. And you had your big jump in Shadowkeep. And then each season during Shadowkeep, you had 10 light. Well, now they've gone back to 50. And now we're switching back to 10 as of season 14. It's only going to be 10 light per season. I think Dotto described it best today when he said this is a Band-Aid at best. This is, to me, this is still probably the biggest thing facing Destiny as a franchise. Is how do you make an arbitrary number actually mean something other than time gating you out of activities? I think every MMO struggles with this. They and absolutely do. That's why we're having a conversation. Not many of them have really gotten it right. Um, I, I mean, I foresee a bunch of issues with this. I, so let I mean, as somebody who plays Destiny as, as frequently as, as both you and I do... Um, I, this is nice because I hate taking off my completely masterworked gear to put on blues for a few hours at the beginning of a season. Or how but, do you expect every single blue? Exactly. Um, but where I think this is going to draw issues is longevity of, of you know holding people's attention throughout the season. Because the way that yeah. my my seasonal progression kind of works, the first you know week or two are spent you know getting up to the to the the powerful cap, and then you're you know you're doing all the activities available to you, and then you start focusing on your pinnacle activities for the next few weeks. If I'm you know starting out at the at the powerful cap and just working at pinnacle level, I'm not gonna do half of the activities in the director because they don't reward me with any powerful gains that I need to move up. So unless you're rewarding people with you know, new and interesting loot from those activities or there's some kind of variation on those activities that's fun, I'm not going to play them because right. they're not benefiting me as a player. So, And that's exactly the argument I had last year when I was asked why aren't you going for, why don't you go, ever go for Pinnacle Sources? And I'm like, because I'm tired of running strikes. I don't really feel like playing Gambit this week. I'll go get my Crucible ones all the time because I have fun playing Crucible with friends. Well, that's gone now. And we're we're moving in the right direction because Mm -hmm. we've got, you know, Gambit specific loot. We've got uh, Nightfall specific loot, but it's got to, there needs to be more Mm -hmm. of that to really make that stuff worth it. Sorry, Josh, I mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're, you're, you're good. You're good. Um, I, I think 
nailing the power the power gap is really something that like you said most mmos struggle with and destiny trying to be a hybrid fps mmo it's trying to do something that isn't done out there by anybody else right and it's at the same time trying to feel it's trying to feel rewarding but not punishing to players who are casual they're trying to simultaneously cater to the hardcore crowd to the hardcore i would i wouldn't classify us as hardcore i'd say that we're uh or like you got the pro players, right? You got the Dados and the Glads of the world, the true vanguards. You've got the hardcore enthusiasts like us, mm-hmm. and then you've got the casuals who may pop in occasionally. My my girlfriend, uh, my buddy Phil, like these are the kind of things that deter them from wanting to be more involved in the game. Is they just they don't want to they don't want to have to grind out new stuff every single time they come back. Like it's what's deterred a friend of mine Ray from coming back for so long is. He's just like, why on earth would I want to come back? He's like, every time I come back, my stuff doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And thank God that problem's going away now next season. But it still, it did enough damage to the game in the long run. Like, he wanted to jump back in last summer, and then he saw that. He's like, oh, why would I even bother? My stuff isn't going to be useful. Mm-hmm. So I, I think trying to balance though the expectations of the community of the hardcore player base but also still make it to where new people want to come jump in so you're not relying on the same like two million customers every year is a big deal that's Mm -hmm. very difficult to do it there's a reason why this game has stuck around as long as it has they're trying to ensure it sticks around longer than another year or two though yeah and to do that i think you have to figure out this, this problem needs to be figured out in the next like six to 12 months i think you need to come up with a permanent solution because Every other year, we have new ways to infuse, new ways to level up, and we got to learn a whole new fucking system, and we're all getting real sick and tired of it. I'm going to tell you that right now. We have the well, same thing in Destiny 1. What was wrong with the old infusion system, right? Like, I mean, I don't I don't understand, like... It, it's putting an artificial grind in, is what it is. It's making it... They're trying to make it feel more rewarding for those people who play all the time, and instead, all it's doing is it's making the people who play all the time hate their lives because they got to go grind materials, and it's making the casual players really hate their lives because they feel like they don't have top tier gear ever. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I'm not one of those who's like, oh, you have to always have fully masterwork gear and stuff. Like, unless you're raiding all the time or you're playing a ton of comp and trials, you don't need to be fully masterworked. You really don't. Yeah. I did not masterwork my stuff until trials came back. And I was perfectly fine. I don't. I, never I, ne- I, on I, that. I do. I would do it for weapons. I wouldn't do it for anything else. Yeah. I mean, last season or probably two seasons ago was really the first time I ever like started grinding out a full masterwork set of gear. Right. Like I, I, I didn't right. really see like the. I mean, I mean, I know it's like worth doing for, but like if I only have a few hours a week to play, right? Like, I mean, or, or a few hours a night to play. I don't, I don't I don't know, man. I, what it comes down they're, to, they're is... in a tough spot. Like they're in yeah. a tough spot and it kind of sucks too, especially with the way like the story and stuff is going, not just like the grinding out aspect and stuff, but like I've had so many people message me, like I've been out of destiny for like one or two years or almost since vanilla destiny two, like, how do I get back in? Where do I jump in at? Like, how do I start playing? And I'm like, the first thing I say is like, we well, should probably play through the campaigns. Like those are pretty important story beats if you're in it for the story. Cause I can, I, if you've been gone for two or three years, you're not going to become a hardcore player overnight. Right. Uh, and then they're like, well, what weapons should I go after? I'm like, it doesn't matter if you're like, if you're just jumping in, like it doesn't matter 
at this point, right? You need to learn the mechanics and all the different systems and all the different uh, types of gear and what's worth, like, if, you, if you're going to try to play uh, Crucible at some point, like, you should know what kind of roles you're looking for or stats. And, but, like, you should just learn the mechanics of the game before you start jumping into the hardcore mechanics of the game. And then they're, then they're like, oh, that sounds like a lot. I'm like, well, it is. Like, this, this is a game that... It's not a first-person shooter, right? It's it's a it's an MMO like RPG with that just happens to have first-person shooter mechanics, right? Like, I think I think that's where some pe- the casual players get lost too. Is like they're trying to play this like Halo, and it's it's not. You, I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a hot take, and I'm gonna say that they will probably never come up with a good solution for this because, like I said earlier, yeah. like. This has been an MMO problem for 20 years now, mm-hmm. or however long MMOs have really been a thing. Um, it, it, they will probably never really solve this problem because it, it, you're appealing to new players. But in in, mo- in all honesty, like for Destiny to have an influx, like a substantial influx of new players at this late in the game, you know, we're six years into into the franchise seven years into the franchise or however long it's been you're probably not going to see a huge influx of new players i mean you're gonna have to i don't really see a huge influx of new players until after that final you know saga like the end of this light and dark saga right and that's where they can kind of hit a light reset button right of like okay we're gonna start telling a new story here here's where we're gonna try to get new players and it also depends on what they want to do after that expansion right like i mean and that's what made the doubling and tripling down of the new light experience so bizarre and it's even more bizarre now in light of the comments that they made um a couple weeks ago about how oh we're not going to expand the cosmodrome out as much as it was in destiny one which okay fine i don't think any of us really expected that anymore at this point but that whole area just feels really empty and pointless mm-hmm. even though i get that it's mainly there for new light stuff and for the strikes don't get me wrong i'm thrilled that we got those three strikes back devil's layer is why i fell in love with destiny in the first place it was mm-hmm. okay then i played that in the alpha and i was like oh fuck i'm i'm here for this like forever mm-hmm. i i'm i'm hooked on this franchise this is the kind of shit that i want do you want alpha veteran right here mm-hmm. do you want alpha vet that's right um do you want alpha vet i think those experiences though like if they didn't grab you the first couple times around i don't think anybody is downloading new light unless they have a big group of friends who play and they've just held out on the pressure to join Mm -hmm. for this long also like gonna go i gotta join this i gotta play this to that that to that point though josh like i've had a lot of people message me like why why do we have to keep playing the same things over and over again i'm like because it's it's an rpg you gotta grind it out like like you you have to you this is how you level up this is how you grind out rolls yeah. of gear or you know pinnacle weapons or whatever like that right. a lot of a lot of people are still struggling because it looks like a first person shooter right that it's not and a that, first person shooter that's where i think it kind of comes back to what i was saying like we're, we're, we've all been getting at it's a game that like bungie is so desperate for this to be an mmo they call it as much so many times in this state of the yeah, game it says it's it is a, first and foremost a first person shooter though that you happen to play with your friends mm-hmm. this is i think they're still a ways away from taking that real step into mmo territory i think you got to abandon the now legacy consoles in order to do that mm-hmm I could fully be on PS5 and Series X in order to even have a shot in hell at doing that. Now let but, me let me ask you this question. Yeah. I know previously we said maybe the Witch Queen they'll drop the previous gen consoles. 
now that they say that this is kind of a four expansion saga, do you think they're going to keep those consoles around until that the end of that? Or do you think you still think, you can't. do you, you still can't. think like the, do you think they're going to push that back though? Do you think Lightfall is going to be the one where they drop it? Or do you think Witch Queen is really going to be the one where they drop it? I think now with the Witch Queen delay, it's not coming in like September or November like we thought. It's going to come probably in February of next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here for it. Drop those consoles. It's 2022. Drop them. I mean, we were talking before the show, like we both, we feel, we feel the Halo Infinite needs to drop them. Like it sucks, but they did this in Destiny 1, right? They did not release Rise of Iron on 360 mm-hmm. and PS3. Yeah, it's because, because of said that. It couldn't handle it. Yeah, that if SIVA. Want, it was the SIVA particle effects that they were like, we just we just can't make the SIVA stuff work. In you're gonna hit a barrier where you're not gonna be able to put these next three expansions all on there. You may get away with Witch Queen, but eventually the frame rate drop is going to be so god awful. Listen, that it's guys, just not gonna happen. Listen, in in the future, we're not gonna be able to fit anything but Call of Duty on our consoles anyway. Oh so. <laughs> We're gonna have... I'll see that it's not even fitting on 500 gig hard drives anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I said it. Man. It sucks or... for it sucks for people who have Series S's. <laughs> yeah, I I just like I look at that and every day I'm like, okay, I'm pretty happy that we did sunsetting before this game ballooned to like 250 gigs. <laughs> I want to see I want to see the person who just bought the expansion drive for their Series S and it just has a label from a label maker that says Call of Duty on it. <laughs> I mean, we joke, but that's a very real problem, and that's something that I feel like Bungie was trying to avoid mm-hmm. by sunsetting these planets, yeah. and they're weaving it into the narrative, finally. Like, I'm actually very happy that they're doing that. Like, we'll, We're going to touch on that in some lore corners in the future, but they finally kind of addressed that in Dead Man's Tale, like sort of what's going on with those anomalies, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and I think that's really cool, but... We're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and move on, guys. We're gonna move on to really the big chunk that I think a lot of people were looking for, which is a massive PvP update, um, or at least addressing the elephant in the room that is PvP. I shouldn't say update. I should mm. say addressing elephants in the room. What is this elephant, um, Josh? <clears throat> the, this elephant is on a rampage right now, and its name is Stasis. Mm. Um, I would say a woolly mammoth in the room. Because it's the first icy. The the first big one is something that I know. (laughs) The ice uh, age is over, everyone. It's just the muskrat chasing the acorn. (laughs) Yeah, through Bannerfall. (laughs) I I know. I know. Nerd and I have the same opinion on this one in particular. First, no, don't don't you assume anything of. Oh, I'm absolutely assuming because you and I have talked about this directly. I might Uh, lie. In season fifteen, we will be addressing three peaking in trials and in comp. Hey man, the Bungie developers are three peaking. It, that's it's a feature, guys. It's Listen. awesome when they give you a sword and then they take that feature away. And try <laughs> Emotes will be disabled and players will be unable to pull out any third person weapon that doesn't have ammo. Uh, third person experiences are part of what makes Destiny's gameplay feel good, but it was clear in our most competitive arenas these mechanics are being used in ways we did not intend. It's a so, tricky problem to solve in the sandbox. We think this is a good starting point. I that get three is- peak with my with my empowering rift. Like, I'm sorry. Like, right, but you can't continually sit there and do it for like 20 seconds, watching them come down the straightaway or something. Yes, this is it, it's a starting point. It's something I've seen a lot of trial streamers, uh, you know, complain about. I think Stasis has made it even worse, especially with like the fucking uh, what do you call it, the ninja stars that the hunters have. If you're well, sitting you know there peeking and you see somebody running, <clears throat> aim and throw. You're not no. just guessing anymore. Um, or, you know, people bringing swords in, etc. 
this pretty much confirms that it's not just swords that we're going to get as third-person weapons, though. This is the further confirmation, I think, that we're getting the fucking big hammer. I can't wait. I can't wait for a hammer. I hope that's an exotic at the end of the season. It's giving giving me Rise of Iron vibes, guys. It's giving me... It's only me. if the rise it's of getting iron a rise out of him, guys. It is something else is rising. It's making my iron rise. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! I'm gonna put the hammer down. That third kid's coming next year, guys. Oh my God! I'm naming it Savathun. Oh, Saladin. <laughs> Over the next several seasons, we'll be making uh, <laughs> just changes. That's right to the next. <laughs> we'll be making changes to stasis and light subclasses to achieve a healthier balance of subclasses in Crucible. Across 13 and 14, we will be adjusting stasis in the Crucible to bring its overall effectiveness in light with our light subclasses. Uh, before we get into some of these changes, I think that's really good because a lot of people have said, well, you have stasis up here. Why don't you just bring the light up there? You can't do that. Yeah. You will have the entire game out of whack at that point. I think the best solution is to, especially now that we know they can target changes specifically in PvP as opposed to both like it used to be. They can nerf stasis in the Crucible down to like where the top tier PvP subclasses are without it being overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a simple formula. When If you have balance yeah. and you introduce something and then you're out of balance, you you need to regress the thing. That and, you- and we all knew that this was going to be a, a learning curve with stasis. I just don't think any of us expected it. And I don't think Bungie did either for it to just throw the entire game I don't this think, far out of alignment. I don't think they play tested it very I, much. I think it's, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I think it's extremely hard to do QA and play testing in the modern age right now. I don't think anybody has nailed a way to do that quite well working from home. Uh, and that's not me being an apo- that's not me being apologetic. I think Stasis was still pretty damn early in development when they had to switch to working from home though. And that led to them trying to do this on the fly, which I mean, God, look at so many of the games that came out last fall, right? That are just bug ridden and ones that are gonna come out this spring that are gonna be just as bad, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I'm not going I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and say oh, go for it. And call, I'm going to call bullshit on that because the first thing I said, the moment I cast my Warlock Super in Stasis, I said, I said, oh, shit, this is going to fucking break Crucible. Yep. I knew it the moment yep. I did it. And I'm sorry if Destiny is your job and you literally are focusing on that eight hours a day and you don't see that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm not, I, play, I'm not I play Destiny eight hours a day too most of the time, but I mean, at the end of the day, like somebody has got to see that. Now, I think they knew it was a problem. They didn't know how to fix it, and they ran out of time. And now this is their this well, is their. Well, we saw the reactionary it. change to the warlocks almost instantly, right? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and oh, yeah, it's funny because we just saw that fucking Titans got a buff during that, which made it even worse or better. So. Let's let's well let let's go ahead and let, let's talk about some of the changes real fast, because we have one of each of us here tonight. Behemoth Titans decrease super damage reduction, increase energy costs when performing light attacks. Good. Remove freeze AOE on super cast. Fuck them. Reduce traveling efficiency <laughs> of Shiver Strike when slow. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Corey. I'll let you talk. You're the Titan. No, I mean that's. That's fine. I get it. Look, Titan. This is a super that it, it's just as bad as Winter's Wrath was right away. You are able to just, you can wipe an entire team and cross to their spawn and still have some super left. Yeah. It, it, and that's this, just fucking bullshit for any this, super. 
the state the stasis the titan stasis super is ungodly long it, it lasts so long yeah. it lasts so long like i i i was playing uh it's flashbacks to d1 um uh, tickle fingers is what it's flashbacks to when that was first introduced in taken king hold on hold on You've got a you've got a, a D two alpha veteran here. I didn't play much D one. What the fuck is Tickle Fingers? Stormcaller. Yeah. Okay. Emperor Palpatine. Okay. Thank you. I, Thanks for yeah. clearing that up. I I was playing Crucible the other day and I was using Stasis because it was part of a, a some sort of I was doing some super bounty and it was insane how long this lasted. I killed six people in a row and I'm like, two of these guys were like people I killed already. Like it was insane. It was yeah. dumb. You probably made some people uninstall the game. I probably did. It was awesome. It was the best Crucible match I ever had. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to keep Stasis on. This works. That's how you know we got to nerf it if Corey's having good matches. I am. I had a, <laughs> I had a positive they kill death They specifically waited for Corey to have a good match, and then they're like, nope, fuck Titans. Yeah, they're like, let's watch this Corey in HD guy and make sure that he's not good at Crucible. And like, oh, my God, he's having a hell of a night. He's having a career night in Crucible, guys. we got to nerf it. Nerf. <laughs> nerf. That was that. Somebody called emergency meeting on it. Yeah. Get that <laughs> foam out, guys. Get that foam out. got to nerf it. Revenant Hunter uh, decreases withering blade damage and tracking. Uh, slow stacks applied to targets are decreased and remove shatter dive damage reduction. Uh, these are all good changes. Because let me tell you something, those ninja stars, and of course it never works for me, but if you can nail two of those, right? if you can get a shot off and then fire two ninja stars, dude's instantly dead. You don't even have to fire the shot, honestly. Dude, you get instant kills right It's crazy. There. Dude, I've gotten killed by those blades so many times in Crucible. It's like I don't I can't even... See, I can't get kills to save my life. But um, one change that I really hope that they come out and make, it's a Gambit-specific change that I want them to make with, uh, with the Hunter. When so many times I'll see a Hunter invade, they'll get down to like five seconds left, and they'll hurl silence and squall and then they'll be teleported back to their side their ter- their super is still terrorizing us for like in our 15 20 seconds nova that's... bomb does that too that's why i always use slova bomb because you can cast it right so like, as you I, leave. i'm not as worried about that because that okay it impacts this legitimately locks down an entire area of the map you can't go to and that's i i, I play as a hunter i use fucking stasis and gambit i think that's bullshit it should disappear when you when you get teleported back to your side. That super should disappear. That's yeah. some fucking bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's the major change I would make to hunters. I think uh, shatter drive, shatter dive. Yeah, if somebody goes up to fucking punch down in the air, whether it's a titan or it's a hunter, they should be able to get shot out of it. It should not be an auto invincible kill. You should get. You should be able to get killed. Yep. Um, and slow stacks. I mean, I've never gotten slow stacks really. Um, the the uh, the shade binder is getting uh, a bug fixed where ice flare bolts would not track towards targets immediately on creation. Uh, they always seem to fucking find me. No, uh, nope, nope. They they, they when, track uh, like shit. Super projectiles were not tracking until a certain distance traveled. Again, always seem to find me, no matter what. I mean, these are just. I we've we've had two rounds of of kind of mea culpa buffs to to the shade binder because there was just such a drastic reaction to shade yeah. binder the in the week after beyond light was released 
Uh, I I think I've run into both of these issues. Uh, do I think they're super serious issues? No, but I'll, I'll I'll be happy to have a more accurate super. Yeah. Uh, so those are the big changes. Uh, there, we have one more. Hang on, we have one more for all classes. Uh, decreased crystal shatter damage. Thank fuck. Thank God. I'm so tired of being like ten feet back and getting killed because that's basically just another nerf on the Titan super. Good. To me, I mean, that's what that, that... and the ice wall yeah. grenades are just the absolute worst for shit like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the big thing that is not addressed here, and I feel like it is, aside from the Titan Super, it is the elephant in the room when it comes to stasis. Uh, the Duskfield grenades. I think those are fine. They're not, dude. They're not in trials. They were. They suck you out of the. They suck you straight into the lane. Mm -hmm. If you're uh, if you're crouching behind cover. They'll pull you straight out. I can't tell you the amount of times it's been hurled over. It's hit me on the head and it's pulled me out, frozen, but, and I can't so do anything about it. I think I think it's I think it fits because it's a great counter for lane snipers. Um, it, I, I would mean, say if, that if it acted like any other grenade did, like you have a split second whenever any other grenade hits to dodge out of the way or to you jump back or something. You don't have that with a dust field. You're immediately slowed and frozen, especially if it does the shit where it pulls you out. You are immediately frozen. Mm. Pair that with Wither Horde. Dude, you pair that with fucking anything, you're getting an auto kill. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's insane. Just like, I mean, the Hunter Super can basically track an entire team by itself. We were using it last week. We were throwing it on one side and all of us collapsing on the other to box them in. And it was working great. That's how we got fucking Messenger. But you shouldn't be able to do that. Like, that super just runs wild. You only, you only have to aim with that super. Like, damn, we got a Nova Bomb. You don't have to aim now. Um, season 15, they're going to focus on light subclasses and targeted buffs, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they, they really want to bring this back to <clears throat> weapon balance. Because as frustrating as the abilities are, I think this is the best the gunplay has ever been in the Crucible. Mm -hmm. Ironic. Yeah, I just don't want to play it right now because it's awful. Yeah. Um, and then they talk about uh, they talk about cheating and uh, about security. Uh, we're aiming to double the size of the security team this year. Uh, we've been uh, doing regular surveys to understand experiences with cheating and measure our progress, uh, and begun a strategy of aggressive legal action against cheat developers. Mm -hmm. Um. Those are all things that absolutely need to happen, uh, yep. just in general for PvP. And they do make note, this is particularly on PC. And if crossplay is coming, you have to deal with this in general. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's good it to deal with it before crossplay starts, too, because like yeah. that's going to ruin a lot this of people's is a problem that didn't, enjoyment. Like, I see a lot of people going, oh, it wasn't this bad in Destiny 1. It was never this bad. No, it was on fucking consoles, you twat. Like, yeah. Of course you didn't have as much of a problem. It wasn't on fucking Steam. Yeah, like it's been a problem on Battle.net and Steam since Destiny 2 came out. It's just, you know, now with trials and comp being such a big thing, like it's all shifted over there instead of being in the regular Crucible. Right. Like, but speaking of trials, because I don't think we really have anything else to say on game security at this point. We've kind of beat that into the ground before. Mm -hmm. uh, specific trials changes here. Uh, specifically regarding the uh, the matchmaking and the reward structure. Uh, they want to improve the overall health of the matchmaking pool by incentivizing a wider audience to engage and better defining separation of skill tiers. Uh, 
rebuild the reward structure so it encourages more players to stick to their active cards. Current structure encourages a lot of recycling cards after a single loss, meaning the first game to your trials card. It's a high chance of being incredibly challenging. We want to build a reward structure that continually pushes higher skill players to want to progress deeper into their card, even after a loss, making three to five wins a more achievable goal for more players. And investigate opportunities for solo players to participate in trials regularly. Uh, then they make a final note here at the end that after trials, they're going to do a similar in scope refresh to the Iron Banner playlist. These are the changes. These are the beginning of the changes that I think need to happen with trial. Trials as a whole just needs to be completely overhauled at this point. I mean, when you have players who are throwing, you know, 40 rounds worth of trials straight just to get a piece of gear, it that's indicative of a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big when I saw it the is, when I saw the headline of like people jumping off the sides of the map just to get trials gear, I'm like, this. Mm. You should probably you should probably do something about this. You should probably uh, take a look and see why they're jumping off the edge. And I mean, like for for me, it's really easy to go. Well, you could try, but more often than not, that ends in frustration. Unless you're playing with a group that is really into PvP and you play together as a group all the time. Like John Max and I can go in and win, you know, two three rounds or matches. Excuse me, we can win a couple matches, but. Normally, by the time we get to the third match, we've already lost almost enough to kill our card completely. Like, mm-hmm. we're struggling just to hit that. Like, we're, we're hoping to just get the bounty done by that point. But even that, that's probably about an hour, hour and a half of playing. Mm-hmm. And I hate right now the system of your tokens disappear at the end of the week. Let me save those tokens up and buy an Engram, you know? I yep. like that the loot pool is targeted right now towards things that you unlocked before. So like my loot pool right now is going to consist of old trials, armor messenger, uh, the fusion rifle exiles curse and um, summoner, the auto rifle. It's going to draw from those. I had the idea when I was talking with nerd the other day to take the armor from the original run of trials from this past year that is now no longer earnable drop those as ornaments drop those as cosmetic ornaments for people drop this drop the stuff that can no longer be earned if you want the new stuff be prepared to do the bounties or to win well but i think like the initial roll of the weapons even if it's just a set roll that is across the board decent for all players should be easily earnable the bounty was a good first step towards that but you got to give rewards at the end of these matches if you're not going to give us Give us, like, a chance for trials that is increased as you win rounds, for example. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a lot of work that needs to go into this. And, I mean, I've got a whole thing, uh, thoughts about it. I'm not going to dive into that here. But there's, there's a thing that I like that they point out in the first point. Uh, the better defining separation of skill tiers, which is something we really don't have in mm-hmm. destiny pvp is any kind of like i mean there's i i don't think there's an elo system there's not um, it, yeah it, at least there doesn't seem to be so like we need some kind of tiering system we need some kind of elo system that the skill-based matchmaking that b- puts you in there with people of a similar skill and you can and you can improve i mean that that's pretty much common sense in in any game with multiplayer PVP elements, we need something like that. I don't want to bang my head off of, you know, super sweaty three stacks every weekend. I want to face people of my level and get better and get better and get better and get better 
until I hit my my cap of of skill. Unpopular opinion. I think skill based matchmaking should be part of trials. I know that people were screaming bloody murder that it was part of Crucible, so Bungie took it out sometime during Shadowkeep. I never really had a problem with that because I always play with people who are similar level to me. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy being matched up against people who are as good as me because we all suck. I mean, so uh, the, the people chances who were, to win. <laughs> the people who were screaming about that were were uh, were content creators who want to oh, yeah. go in and make highlight videos of them shitting on people like me who can't, yeah. you know, who no, can't. You're absolutely, fire you absolutely a lane. right. So no, fuck that. Yeah, put it in the game. I, I would like skill-based matchmaking back for this, mm-hmm. uh, for this and for comp personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the solo playlist, I mean, that made comp bearable for me. I, yeah. That's how I rode the solo playlist to Recluse, right? Like I and I to that to Revoker. Like I had no problem uh, fucking Komodo, which I've never used. Like I had no problem doing it once there was a solo playlist. Yeah. Likewise, I, like we discussed it earlier, I think that Iron Banner really benefited from a solo playlist. It just stasis has completely ruined Crucible at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think those are good, solid steps. I don't quite know how you do a freelance playlist for Trials, but I'm curious to see how that there's, unfolds. There's, I would 100% play more Trials if I didn't have to wait for my buddies to be online. I would no, actually go in and try it. There is no downside to putting a freelance matchmaking in for every activity in destiny and i i know that people are going to say well but raids and well trials no if if i want to make the conscious conscious decision to go and get my ass handed to me or go into a raid and not know mechanics that's my decision and i've chosen to do that there should be matchmaking for all activities as a solo player and i'll leave it at that yeah it's it's getting rougher and rougher for solo players. It's simultaneously getting rougher and better for a lot of them. Like, I still think that raids... Deepstone Crypt is the first raid where I've really gone, okay, you don't have to be in a group of friends to do this. But, like, Last Wish and Garden, you have to be with people who know what they're fucking doing if it's your first time. You can't go in as a group of randos. You're going to have a real bad time doing either of those. Mm-hmm. Where, but like Deep Stone, like look how many times we've taken New Guardians through, you know, or new to the Deep Stone Crypt nerd. Like even people who don't raid very often, like we've taken them in and been able to just, we're in and out in 90 minutes and mm-hmm. everybody's doing their part. Everyone is assigned a role. Nobody is told, oh, you're just going to stand over here and do nothing. No, you're going to fucking participate and you're going to take up this role so you learn what the roles do. Yeah. And this is really the first one where I feel like, it's that first step towards, okay, we're going to let you queue for things like this. Or like, oh, if somebody's missing a player, we can put you in on their team or something. You can enable or disable matchmaking on your on your raid. And I think us having crossplay is going to help with a lot of those issues. Mm-hmm. With not being able to find groups, with LFGs. Things, I think it's all about to get completely revamped, right? But for now, they need to have a solo playlist in Trials. Mm-hmm. But enable skill-based matchmaking in trials, and that I guarantee you that that will be a hit. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Uh, and again, it, go, it keeps going back to rewards too, right? Like you, you got it. The rewards got to be rewarding. Yeah. Yep. Like everybody wanted messenger. Everyone wanted that god roll desperado messenger, and like I'm bummed that I didn't get it. I did pretty fucking. I did pretty fucking good. I got a good PVE roll, but I got it. it is dog shit in PvP. I ain't get shit. Like. It, and it's one of those, like, 
let me once I've unlocked it approach it the way that they do in Deepstone Crypt at the end. You can buy you buy the caches until everything's in your loot pool. Let me buy when I buy the Ingram. Get, if when I do an Ingram with my tokens, give me a piece of gear I don't already own, or give me a high chance to get a piece of gear I don't already own. Once I've unlocked it, let me spend like instead of twenty tokens for the Ingram, let me pay like thirty or thirty-five for a new roll on a gun I've unlocked. Yep, that I system. would one hundred percent go in and torture myself in trials if I could just grind a messenger or a summoner all weekend. That system that they had at the end of Deepstone Crypt was one of the best possible things they could do for an endgame activity yeah. because not only are you grinding the drops on the bosses, but you also have that extra little thing right at the end that you can say, oh, hey, I didn't quite get the roll on this weapon that I want. I've still got one more chance Give me to spoils of conquest out of trials and comp. Or and Iron get, Banner. Or just tokens. Or give, just... Give, me, give, me amount, give me spoils out of those pinnacle activities and let me get gear from those vendors that i want so are you suggesting that spoils of conquest is a sort of like overarching a thing? so it's a, a, pin, pinnacle a pinnacle currency that you can use yes. on anything i like mm -hmm. that yes. that's a cool concept i like it yes because like right now spoils of conquest and and once i've once i've gotten everything unlocked in deepstone crypt like sure i can still use them to get individual weapons but i've already on three the three weapons that i've gotten i've gotten god rolls so like I'm re I'm missing a chest piece and I'm missing three weapons. Oh, and eyes of tomorrow. I'm missing those things. <laughs> Fucking eyes of tomorrow. Let, let me go to Saint and turn in. Let, let me go to Saint and turn in my spoils. Like that way, I may be I may be a PVE guy who doesn't like to go into PVP. But oh shit, there's this really cool weapon. Let me go torture myself to get it into my loot pool for the weekend via the bounty. I can turn my tokens in front of shot, and if that doesn't work, I've got some spoils I can use to try and get a good roll. Mm -hmm. I would rather be using my spoils there or for like, uh, let, let me do it there. Let me try and get a new roll of the, uh, of the, uh, nightfall weapons from Zavala. Like, let me do these, these pinnacle activities that I might not have time to grind for. Like you said, in a given week, once they're in my loot pool though, like you'll have to buff the drops then you buff them a little bit, which we're going to get to, like you make bottom dollar actually drop instead of it being a myth. And once it's in there though, let me go buy it. Let me First spend some I got spoils. Do I really want to spend my spoils? I spent a lot of time getting for another roll on this gun. That's indicative of how bad you want something. I will grind that shit. I do. I do like that idea. I think. I think that's something that would would greatly benefit is and it would help unify all the end game activities. Yep. So, yep. So put idea. it. Put it in all the end games. Like, and that's why I say like it should be an Iron Banner too because Iron Banner is an end game activity. It is a pinnacle activity for regular Crucible. Mm -hmm. and you've got comp but maybe you don't give it out in comp maybe you do iron banner trials grandmaster nightfalls um or you know like any nightfall that requires you to get a team for anything mm -hmm. that's not match made yeah and then um i don't know oh, fuck gambit we're not doing anything with gambit uh you, you do you do it for those or like maybe you get 10 that'll drop out of harbinger or something at the end of the week like i'd go play harbinger every single week if i got spoils out of it I hate. I'm so tired of that activity, but I'd go. I'd go do it. I'd do presage every week for something other than the lore. I would go do some of these seasonal activities if you even gave me a chance to earn some spoils of conquest. They're there called was, spoils of conquest. Why should they only drop from the raids? There was another MMO that I've played in the past that did that. I'm trying to remember what it was, but yeah, every activity 
including doing like daily versions of you know mundane dungeons gave you gave you uh end game currency that you could then turn yep. in so even if you didn't do the raid and you just did your dailies every single day but it just took like a month for you to get one piece of gear you could still work towards something yeah i i think that's that's part of a bigger conversation that needs to have about we need to have about the end game at some point yeah but speaking of the end game yeah guys, yeah, yeah if nobody else has any other thoughts on rewards and on trials and my spoils of conquest tangent I mean, the only thing I want to say is, like, I would really like to try Trials and get in another raid at some point. <laughs> That's Well, Corey, you're in luck, because we're about to talk about a raid. Ooh. The, the raid. 14. The VOG, the Vault of Glass, is back on the menu. Did you Corey's, see? Did you see? Drooling. Did you Corey's see? Drooling. Did you see? We're entering through Venus. I did, I did see that, that it's in the depths of Venus. I'm very excited for what this possibly means um they've they've shown us with this season bringing back the old strikes you know adding the cosmodrome and things like that like they can do whatever they want to in seasons now mm -hmm. the glycon is a whole new zone like uh, in and of itself you can do whatever you want to in a season now mm -hmm. if they mm -hmm. want to give us a small section of venus to go back to cool i'm here for it i loved venus and destiny wanted just all of venus day. Except for that little room where you had to shoot Vex for 20 minutes and then the stranger came out and said, I don't have any time to explain to you what this is. Anyways, uh, <laughs> philosophy for bringing things out of the content vault is to keep them feeling the content you remember while updating them to meet Destiny 2 difficulty and raid standards. Uh, so you should know the raid team has a few tricks up their sleeves when you tackle the depths of Venus this summer. It will launch with a contest mode in the first 24 hours and a world's first race. But since this is a reprised raid, we're going to do worlds first differently. Players looking to claim the belt will not only have to complete the raid, but also a curated list of challenging triumphs. And while only one fire team will walk away with the belt, there will be plenty of opportunities for players to earn the ability to get some sweet real-world loot through Bungie rewards. And before the end of the year, we are looking at a master version of Vault of Glass. We've been excited about how master and grandmaster difficulties have altered the nightfall strikes, increasing the potency of combat and importance of executing mechanics. We all like our future raid and dungeon content to offer the master difficulty versions where players can earn adept raid and dungeon gear. And we weren't able to commit to a season 14 timeframe for master VOG. We do want to take the time to develop a sustainable structure that will allow us to ship these closer together in future releases. Thank God. This is one of the only things I wanted in this game. It's master difficulties of raids and dungeons. Give me that adept shit. I don't want to go do grandmasters. I want to do a raid. I want to be. I want to do a punishing raid. I I'm surprised they have not really added this type of stuff in yet. Like it it boggles. I mean, my it was mind. there in Destiny One. We That's, had what That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. We ran prestige. We ran prestige ass. raids every week. Like we especially... had prestige raids at the beginning of Destiny Two. All three Levi all three original Leviathan raids had them, but they were never rewarding. Or like That's true. That's true. From yeah. That's... Yeah. Like. I'm not saying, like, oh, go lock an exotic behind these or something, but if you're going to have, like, special mods and, like, adept guns, like, we've already seen how the adept Igneous Hammer is just tearing it apart in the Crucible right now. That's the Trials Hand Cannon. If that's going to be like that, I'm excited to see what adept weapons for the Nightfalls look like and what, like, an adept trustee would look like. Ooh. Like, I'm excited for things like this. That's just, this adds to 
the loot pool for those who grind this game like this is their main game they keep coming back to it this offers incentives to keep doing the raids beyond oh well i got most of the gear i've seen the story i've gotten all the lore i really don't want to go run it like an eighth time like master version no like yeah i'll beat my dick against the wall trying to get that done <laughs> and that's like the best of the best will be doing that shit, i wouldn't right? i i wouldn't beat your your dick against a glass wall it might, I, it might cut it but that's a, that's a bad idea mm. i just or I'm is it a good idea about this like even if it's something i know i'm going to struggle with and likely may never complete one it's still very exciting because this guy it's more opportunities to play and to connect with those guardians that really want to go for this pinnacle level stuff, right? Like it needs to be there for those people who this is what they mainly play, you know, content creators and, you know, hardcore casuals alike. Like it needs to be there for us that are invested in this end game. Uh oh. Josh. I think we, I think I think we, we lost I think we lost him. We did. He beat his he beat his dick against the vault of glass. He did. Did and, and it's and it's triangle shaped, so you know he stabbed it good. <laughs> he got it good. Look at him. Look at his face. Hold on, let me let me actually open Skype. I'm gonna screenshot it. Oh, oh. he's oh, back. literally, it was about to screenshot his. <sighs> my internet dropped. Open yeah. mouth. We were we were about to meme you because your face was so good. Don't worry, nerd. I think I got that saved on on video. Meme this. Yeah, there's there's lots of. There's lots of things we could put in that image to make it really entertaining. Mm -hmm. I could. Anyways, Vault of Glass <laughs> is back. I'm excited about Master Raids, Master Dungeons. Uh, John pointed this out to me earlier. Uh, a Master Prophecy would absolutely be harder than any Master Raid, and I'm pretty inclined to agree with that. I, I like that they are planning on doing this for every type of, of encounter. Uh, or high level encounter raids and dungeons um i i would like i wonder if they'll go back to any of the previous content to to bring it back it i mean they say their future raid and dungeon content so it doesn't sound mm -hmm. like we'll be getting like retroactive stuff I mean, i'm also we could though like we could like they could figure that out though right like i mean obviously they want to focus on the newest raid first but like you could go back and do that right they did that in d1 at the end at the end where they're like Here's the hard versions of all the raids, and here's all the cool stuff you get from it, right? Like, they did that. It would be nice. It would be nice to have, to be able to go back and, and breathe some life into some of the older raids. Um, I'm curious as to what the challenging triumphs will be for the raid race. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if those will be akin to the challenges that we, like, the weekly challenges that we have now for raids. Like do this encounter, but this specific way type mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. What do you? What are your thoughts? Because I don't know. I like, mean, that seems like it would kind of defeat the purpose of 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 a raid race and kind of like. I, but then again, this is a raid that we've that a lot of people have done before. So I don't know. What do you think? There, there's going to be some, they're they're going to throw some wrenches in there because I mean otherwise the Dottos of the world who you know like for example he got he got worlds first maybe he'll uh, finally get worlds first in Destiny two I'm he sure did get, oh in Destiny two yeah because you know he he did uh, Bolt of Glass uh, worlds first I'm sure mm -hmm. I'm sure one of the things isn't going to be hey have your whole fire team stand at the top of this thing and shoot the oracles while one person runs around the bottom I'm sure that's not one of the challenges. 
Well, so um, my I'm not my... sure. Like they're they're I I assume that most of the challenges will be stuff you'll just hit by actually doing the raid. They're gonna throw a couple fucking wrenches in there, and I wouldn't be shocked to see there be like a secret triumph that they don't tell you about beforehand, and yeah. you have to figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. Have some audio logs from like Prey Death or something scattered throughout the raid that you have to go hunt down. I don't know. If I were Bungie. I would play this very safe because what I was thinking about earlier today is that they have really nailed their raid and dungeon content over the last six months. I mean, we had a good dungeon and we had a good raid back to back. Mm -hmm. Now, if you come out and you murder Vault of Glass by trying to change it or do something crazy with it, you're going to lose a lot of clout with the PVE community and a lot of the vets that have been around because like, this is the thing that everybody who played D one, who played into D two has been waiting for is for this to come back. I know I've heard you and Corey talk about it at length over and over again. So like, this is what everybody's been waiting for. If you go into this and you screw it up, it's going to look really bad. They got to find that balance, right? They got to be like, oh, we're going to change things, but not too much, but just enough to make, to surprise veteran players. Uh, mm-hmm. Like maybe they change that dumb fucking jumping puzzle a little bit, or you know what I mean? Like maybe they, or like maybe there's, they add to it and they're like, hey, there's a secret chest up in the corner of, of the vault room or whatever, right? Like, they could do something interesting. Oh, they're a- absolutely going to change the locations of the secret chests. I would absolutely guarantee you on that. I could see, um, and akin to the jumping puzzle, everybody has to make it through the jumping puzzle without dying. Are we going to get the last secret chest? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of possibilities you can do here without changing it too much. That's why I was suggesting, like, finding audio logs or scannables throughout. Kill, um, killing the go- the the gorgons in the in the the maze. That could be one. We already know there's going to be champions in here. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Like I think there's plenty of things you can do. Like things you'll probably find as you're going along. But if you really want to do worlds first, you're going to have to explore every fucking corner of this raid. And if you want to do worlds first and get that title, that worlds first title, guess what? You're going to have to do all this stuff. I don't know. I think that that adds a new level of excitement to it. But for the people actually going for worlds first, they're going to be like, oh, my God, just kill me. This is the worst. I don't want to go on a treasure hunt during my first run of this. Mm -hmm. This is why I think it'll be really interesting. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. I mean, I'll be watching them anyways. I I love that we participated last year. I'll be playing through it, but I think and I'll be enjoying it just moving along and completing it. But, yeah, this will be a fun one to see these guys finish. This is one I'll absolutely, if we get it done, and I, mean, I don't know why we wouldn't get it done in the first week, or first weekend like we did last time, uh, mm-hmm. that I would absolutely buy the jacket for. It's mm-hmm. Vault of Glass, man. Mm-hmm. It, it's the OG. But, uh, we do have a couple more items to address real quickly here. Uh, these are kind of more bullet points. There's a rundown of Transmog in here. Uh, Ada 1 is going to be back next season for Transmogging. Uh, they're calling it Armor Synthesis. Uh, every season, she will offer players a set of bounties that highlight various activities. Players can complete these quests and receive the materials to power up the Ada's Loom, which can turn any piece of armor in your collection into a Ooh. permanent. 
short on, player short on time will be able to purchase synthesis tokens for silver. I want to talk about this for a second. We're cutting this off right in the middle. Why are you selling this for fucking silver, you twat waffles? Why are why are you making people grind this at all? Yeah, I'm, this should just be a thing. A grinding element to it. It's an MMO. What I'm more mad about is the fact that they say they're clearly going to limit the amount of these you can get. Exactly. And why? Like you gotta buy these and listen. I don't know if you guys have ever bought a set. I'm saying this hypothetically because I know you two have. But buying a set of armor ornaments from Eververse is about 15 bucks. If I got to pay 15 bucks for five fucking pieces of armor, I'm going to be pissed. Some of these tokens better be in my goddamn season pass. Some of these better be attainable from me leveling up in the Crucible. Like, these better be available elsewhere other than just you better be You better be getting some of these through the bounty. Like, it, 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 like a huge amount through doing these stupid bounties. I guarantee they, they will probably give you 10 a season. I don't think you shouldn't be getting this shouldn't be a thing. Like the whole thing is, hey, you grinded this. It's in your collections. Cool. No, I mean, it, it's dumb. That's all I have it's to say. Dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> having to pay for this, not, having to grind I, this I'm out is dumb. Do you have to... I'm preemptively mad about this before seeing it. In, in and games I'm going like, to stay that way. In games, like, in games like WoW and Diablo, do you have to grind out for this? No, no. You no. just have to find the. You just have to find yeah. the gear. So, like, yeah. why do you have to do it here? This is stupid. This is something I'm gonna say goes away in about two seasons when people get so pissed off that they don't want to do it. Or yeah, I agree. Or they just increase the amount that you get or whatever. But yeah, I I largely agree. Um, beyond that though, the screen to do this actually looks really, really nifty. Um, I Nifty. really like how this looks and it shows you can do blues and greens and even whites as armor transmogs. They do show that in this screen. I'm curious to see if the blues actually hold up because there are some blue pieces of armor that actually look kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I personally like the really tattered, uh, burned up hunter cloak that you got from, uh, that was green that you got from the, uh, solstice a few years ago. When you were having to like upgrade the armors, I actually really like how that looks. But you're telling me I can get that as an ornament? Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> at the beginning of season 14, we will be including a starting supply of synthesis materials as a reward for completing the onboarding quest. We know you've been looking forward to this for a long time. We want to front load your ability to create some of the looks you've been looking forward to. This makes me hopeful that they're again they're going to give us like. 10 to 15 to kick off the season, and then you can earn like another 10. If you do that, I'm still going to be mad about it, but I'll be less mad about it. I only play one character too, so I'm like not freaking out as much as people who play all three classes. Like those are the main ones. Like if you play all three, good luck, my friend, because you're fucked. Well, you'll probably be able to repeat your the the seasonal bounty quest to to get the if onboarding you can do ones. that on all three characters i'll finally boot my titan up and be on light yeah i mean you can most of the quests are are yeah. are independent I'll, across I'll, characters. I'll finally go do it if you can earn triple materials which bungie would be stupid not to let you at this point um i'd be here for it. i get it you know silver hey this is an easy mark to earn money don't be like that guys don't be like that so many of us when we're enjoying the game are willing to spend silver i mean nerd, nerd you bought the uh, the armor ornaments this season yeah, I, I bought all of the. Uh, I think I bought all of the 
Christmas ones, all the Halloween ones. I bought one. I've only bought one set from this season, though. So yeah, I mean, if they put out good, if they put out good, good uh, ornaments, I'll buy them. But yeah, I'm not I gonna. It's like as long as you're putting out consistent content that I'm having fun with and playing, I'm willing to spend money in Eververse. Like I, tr- I try to limit myself to one, maybe two things a season. Uh, this season, for example, I've already bought. I bought the new hunter finisher, and I bought the ornament for uh, Dead Man's Tail because those are still only this season. I feel okay with spending those. I see that as like a tip of, hey, I'm playing a shitload of this game. I'm having fun. Presage is awesome. Give me more of this here. I'm gonna buy the ornament to prove how much I loved it, just like I did when I finished Outbreak for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. give me more of this. I'm okay with spending them on things like that that are the harder to complete quests. Mm-hmm. What I'm not cool with spending money on is this bullshit. This is stuff like Corey said. I've already earned it. I should be able to equip it. I completed these raids. I should be able to wear the shit I got from these raids. Yeah. I should not have to pay potentially pay money to wear my raid armor as an armor ornament. Or like that should come included. Or even like outside of that, like the the Deepstone Crypt Titan armor is not great, but I have great rolls on them. Like I should be able to wear that and and cover them up with something cool. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, you can already do that. Well, besides the universal ornaments. Yeah, but I mean, like, for example, like, I, I guess, so, like, I don't see the universal argument as a huge deal, I guess, because I've played con- so consistently. It's so, like, I have so many completed sets of armor now. Like, I haven't, I told you guys, I have not looked at what normal non-raid armor looks like since they introduced universal ornaments. Because I automatically had cool stuff and just threw it on. Yeah. yeah. Like, just immediately. Like, I'm still wearing stuff I got a year or two ago I from just, Eververse that just looks awesome. I just I just think the Titan stuff is just, like, it's atrocious all the time. There's Oh, it's yeah. Your, very, your stuff is awful. Very rarely. Do, like, even the Universal ornaments are just, like, what? Like, it's either, like, a big hulking, like, metal bodysuit or, like, a... Like a <laughs> The one that we got probably, I think, Forsaken. It looks like a, it looks like a fucking bobsled suit. And I'm like, what? All what I'm is gonna this? say is, <laughs> you're the exact opposite problem the hunters have. The hunters, I'm pretty sure you can see the outline of my crotch and my ass cheeks. I mean, it's fair. Maybe you have a like, nice I'm ass, sure. Josh. And I mean, like, listen, know? I don't, I don't want to see my exo's ass. Okay, let me tell you. The, something. So, do exos have buttholes? I'm gonna assume so. We got it. We got to defecate from somewhere. I'm gonna assume that we have them. Oh, fair. Uh, the um, last. I mean, thing... I mean. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, in the trailers and in in the cutscenes, Cade's like drinking some some juice and uh, you know eating ramen. Yeah, and and spitting out some uh, chunks of metal right when when he's getting beaten up by the the scorn. So, just saying, they probably poop. Poop chunks of metal, which would probably hurt coming out of a normal person, but might be normal for them. Yeah. Hey, Corey, after this, you need to set up a poll on Twitter from the Tower Casuals uh, Twitter account. Do Exos poop? Yes or no? I'm going to right now, actually. (laughs) But, Josh, Uh, my my one concern with this, and then I'll leave it, is uh, for the Solstice armors, how do they support the glows? Does it work? That, Does that, it not see, work? That, that's my biggest question, I think, in all this. Like, I never bought the glows, I but didn't. I know enough people who did that I'm kind of concerned for them. Like, I want I want to use the first season of Solstice armor, and I want to put my glows on. And if it works with the armor and doesn't work with the glows, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. 
I think that, and I think that's honestly going to be the trickiest thing for them to get to work with Transmog too, right? Yep. yep. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they do here. The last Wait. thing with Transmog, uh, that kind of ties in with that, shaders are permanent unlocks now. Uh. Thank God. Thank God. I'm so tired of getting gigantic stacks of shaders and only being able to keep uh, a handful of my inventory at one time. Let me look at my entire book of shaders, baby. Let me do it. Yeah, I, I've I've completely ignored the shader inventory for since since you could pull from collections. Um, yeah, it yeah. I don't. I just I just end up deleting all my shaders and then probably even repulling the same ones because I've oh, already deleted them. I repull them all the time because I'll only I'll buy the one from Eververse and then I'll delete it because it's the easiest to delete. Yeah. Right, but uh, I I you know I I got to be looking good, man. I, I gotta be. When you got good armor, you gotta be looking good. Well, I mean, that would require hunters. Any to have final good armor. thoughts on, on transmogging, on shaders, etc., before we hit the final bullet points they have here? Nothing that I haven't already said. I just think it's BS that you have to pay for it. Uh, it's absolutely yeah. BS. Uh, I I want to go more in on this when we actually have it in our hands in season fourteen, um, or as they detail. I think they're going to detail it more, get closer to. I will know exactly what kind of challenges we're doing for these mm-hmm. and if we can beat them or not uh i think that's going to dictate a lot of how i feel but the fact that you're even charging for this is not a good look yeah i don't even care like if, uh, like uh, and I, I think nerd really nails it like charging us anything other than like glimmer or maybe some enhancement cores to do this is bullshit mm-hmm. so uh bungie puts a couple more bullet points here at the very end uh i know we've been talking about this like for a long time now um but crossplay coming to the masses in season 15. They're going to do uh, alpha testing in season 14. Uh, you'll be able to play with all your friends no matter what platform you call home. And they will not match console and PC players together in the Crucible unless PC players specifically invite console friends to play with them. On Hallelujah! PC. I'm very excited for this, and I have some PC friends who are very excited about this as well. They're like, fuck it, we're going to come play on console. We're going to come play with the console boys. I love hearing that. Um one of the complaints Corey and I had a few weeks ago, Ikora Ray has not been nearly as present recently in Destiny. We have missed her as well. She will see, You will see her again in Season 14. She will play a pivotal role in The Witch Queen as well. She no mention vo- of Gina Torres is still here, though. She will be voiced by Nolan North. That, <laughs> I, yeah, nerd, I know you and I were joking about that the other night with Matt. Um, we, we were like, watch, he, he's going to come out. It's going to be like fucking Nolan North or Lance Reddick voicing Ikora <laughs> because they seem to be the only two consistent people. <laughs> Even though Nolan North isn't really consistent this season either, though, because hey, Ghost go, hasn't talked. I'm glad. They're giving him a break. I'd rather get the narrative from people other than Ghost, frankly. Yeah. Make my Guardian talk again. I want some banter with Osiris and Keitel. Yeah. Uh, I want some more salad and holograms out of my helm. You know what I mean? Some... <laughs> Space in Beyond Light, we introduce stasis subclasses. Uh, they will be supported into a fully supported damage type. In Season 15, we will introduce the first round of legendary stasis energy and power weapons. And there will be a lot more info here as we get closer to the fall. Great, because that last one, the only one, sucks. Salvation's yep. grip. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It sucks. It's not great. It's awful. Uh, most recently in Season 13, we rolled out Phase 1 of our new Gilded Title System. Uh, in Season 14, Phase 2 of Gilding Titles will roll out. When players gild a title, it will now also display how many times that title has been gilded in the past. 
Uh, that's cool. I mean, for the people, again, who only play this game or who feel the need to brag about how they've already gilded Flawless or gilded Dredgen or Unbroken two weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. You have the opportunity now to keep showing off on that. And I do think it does really stand out in the fucking tower when you're there with people. It's, like, I mean, so, I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't done Trials or, or the Crucible one, but the, I was looking at the, the requirements to, uh, to guild dredgen it's uh, it's not that bad i mean aside dredgen from having is the to only play obtainable one that is the only semi-reasonable one for an average skill player mm-hmm. what are... i'll look at the other ones offline but yeah you, you have to have earned the title already in order to guild it okay i'll never get that then um you'll get there yeah i believe in you so Nate. guys that does it we end with an early look at what Queen armor sets that they say is wild armor, so I assume Blech. this is what we find out in the wild. Uh, I don't entirely hate the hunter set. I think it all looks like okay. shit. Are you talking about the ones at the very bottom, right yes. before it says "Thanks for reading"? Yes. It looks like it looks like crap. Those are I awesome. like they look the like they set. look like they look like a really terrible knockoff Lego bionic uh, things. They're that, mega constructs. Yeah. That just it, they <laughs> suck. They suck. I'm sorry. I'm never wearing this garbage. Uh, did anybody look at the at the Titan Arms though? Uh, it is the uh, it's the symbol for salt. What? It says NA on the left arm. Oh, and then CL right. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's salt. That's that's funny. incredible. That's really funny. I'm that's... real salty that this armor sucks. Maybe that's, I mean, maybe it's just a, a Corey, meme. you should be happy. They, like, gave you a fucking coat there. They, don't, they aren't making you, like, wear gigantic plate armor. Like, y'all's, I don't think, is yeah, that but terrible. It, it, my, my helmet looks like a broken version of the Mark well, One Iron Man suit. Or put like, on a different Corey, helmet then, Corey, buddy. Corey, what? hold on. Your helmet's broken. My warlock has a roll of duct tape attached to his waist, <laughs> so I could actually help you with that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God, he does. That's incredible. Also, Holy shit, you got, like, a little weather vane, a uh, weather main going on over there? Yeah, man. Okay, I blew this up. Like, Why do okay. I have one leg that is all blue? You're ju- your hunter's going into the NBA. They've got to look cool, right? Like, I mean, they I mean like, dude, I'm not going to lie. I'll probably rock that chest piece, but I'm... And maybe the cloak, depending I, on what it looks like. Okay, I now might, that I'm kind of zoomed in, it like it looks it looks better than some of the armor. I got to give them credit for making it look different, right? It looks way different than a lot of the stuff that it the Titan, Titan looks used to different. wear. It's nope. not great. The but helmets it looks better than why, most of these. Why can that Titan never get a cool looking helmet? That's why I wear the Helm of State 14 everywhere with every subclass because all the helmets suck except for the exotic Titan helmets. Some of them. And all the rest, of, dude. How hard is it to design a helmet? You you designed Master Chief's helmet. Like it's not that difficult to, to to make a cool helmet. You give everybody else cool helmets. <sighs> Sorry, I I hate how no, ugly no, the good. Titans you're look, good. guys. This is this is the long time Titan struggle to where I almost mained a warlock during Beyond Light. Okay, almost. I was like this close. Um, Come to the dark side. Except for the simple fact that uh, I would have to do the new light quest, and I really don't want to spend three hours with Shahan. If it means you coming to to the warlock side, I'll run them with you, Corey. Mm. If you, that way, you don't have to munch on crayons anymore. I know. I hate it. <laughs> um. Okay. So, 
any besides looking ahead to the future of the franchise, is there any other quick little tidbits we want to get out before we quickly run through this swab and then revisit the future of Destiny? I think I think this is a good uh next step in what we can see over the next you know few years. Uh I mean, nothing that we haven't already said in depth. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, and the, the the I think the important thing here is there's a tangible date for every single one of yeah, these things. It's not like in the thing. past where oh, in a future season we'll address this. Mm-hmm. It's like no, here's mm-hmm. the fucking season. We're it's doing like a it. it's like yeah. a like you know how they give us the roadmaps for the season. It's like a it's like a roadmap for content the drops year. and fixing and and all this stuff. So everything in this roadmap, with the exception of things mentioned for Witch Queen and Beyond will conceivably be out at the latest by season 15, which is probably going to be starting like mid September at Mm. this point. Yeah. That is a very good time frame. If you're telling me that crossplay is going to arrive by late August, early September, fuck yeah, let's do it boys. Mm. I'm here for it. I love it. I, the only thing I think I worry about is you now have to figure out how to balance those last two seasons and how they're going to end because that has those seasons have to carry you from may to conceivably next february which would normally be the span of three seasons we can't have another season of arrival scenario where we're sitting there for five months on one season Mm -hmm. i gotta cram another one in go for it yeah no i think they've that's why they're doing this so early is now they have time to plan for it and to build some extra content yeah, to add in some extra yeah. content or stretch out some extra content to make that less. Use this time abrasive. to rebuild your uh, your holiday events, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah, we're gonna need that, we're that gonna need something you. for Halloween. So yeah, you you gotta replace freaking the Halloween yeah. event. Uh, just don't so, remind me of this. Just stop. <laughs> so yeah, I I think this is this is what the community need to hear right now. It's the yep. only. Time in recent memory where I think the entire community has just been nothing but positive about this, other than the silver for fucking ornaments. That is the one thing that I think we're all dinging right now, and that they're going to have to revisit. Yeah, it's time for them. To but I mean, back. if that's if that's the one thing that we're dinging them on is like a cosmetic right. type of thing. Like I think we're in a pretty good place, and that's that seems like an easy fix compared to a lot of the other things that they've fixed throughout the years. There are two things that I wish they would have addressed in here, and that is addressing anything for Gambit and addressing the distinct lack of Moon and Europa maps for PvP and Gambit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's still a we hit on that issue almost every week, I feel, but it's a glaring issue. And that's great if you're going to fix PvP. I'm tired of playing on the same fucking maps I played on in Destiny 1, though. Mm-hmm. I want you to build some original maps. We haven't had original maps built since Forsaken, and that is we're going on two and a half years from that. I That's hot bad. take, hot take. I think if anybody, I think the next character to die is going to be Drifter, and I think Gambit's going to get retired. That is a scorching hot take. That is a hot take. Because I, ironically, I think Drifter is the one who's going well we'll talk about it just here in a few minutes i think he's one of the ones shepherding us into the next phase of this universe yeah um the twab is pretty pretty short this week obviously uh they do touch on the drop rates for the new uh for the activities for gambit for crucible for um vanguard saying how the drop rates aren't where they want them, that they don't want you drowning in rolls. They want you to be, you know, playing the activity to get them, but they recognize they need to be buffed a little bit. Um, 
the specific uh, paragraph here is uh, our current plan is to increase drop chances for ritual specific weapons later this season. We don't want these to become a short term grind for players seeking perfect roles. We do believe they need to drop a bit more frequently for them to be a positive experience when playing their associated activities. Um, and that they'll be watching the conversation once the changes go live. Uh, their current plan is to continue adding more weapons to these pools in future seasons. There may be seasons where these pools remain the same and others where a new weapon is added while one is rotated out to keep the offering streamlined for players on the hunt for specific rewards. Good. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Good. Yep. 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 I, I'm loving, personally, every one of these weapons that we've gotten, the three we got last season, the six we've gotten here, and then the Nightfall ones. I'm loving playing around with all of those. Yeah. The yep. only one I could not give two shits about is the Gambit fusion rifle. Yeah. Yeah. But that, uh, that crucible sidearm fucking slaps. It's, and it's I've been running good. that pulse a ton that you get out of strikes. Third Axiom. Yeah. Running that a ton. Yeah, that pulse is, is great. I got it with Dragonfly, and it's just beautiful Oof. to watch it blow people up. That's awesome. I love that perk. Any weapon with that perk, I usually try I got to with uh, Dragonfly and Genesis, and I've really, really been loving it this season. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, apparently, Swarm will drop with Dragonfly, so you could basically make a, a legendary Thunderlord with it. That's mm-hmm. nice. I'm here. For, I'm here for it, baby. I'm here for it. Uh, console DDoS protection is being rolled out. Uh, they. I believe they've already rolled it out, and they've uh, they've been fixing some bugs and some crashes. Um, and now it's going to be a multi-week initiative uh, to bring console SDR services online. Cool. It, it needed it. Um, and I hope that this like kind of helps also deal with them recognizing when leaving a match is not the choice of the player. It's their internet dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's far from me being the only person. I've seen this complaint for years now. You get penalized if you leave a match early in Gambit, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, I guess you should. But like you don't get penalized if you leave early from a crucible match. You do in comp. Comp you do. Okay, okay, you do in comp. But yeah. it's I don't think I should be penalized for it. Like I've seen people get locked out of Gambit because their internet was dropping them because they have, you know, shitty connection or shitty provider, and I don't think that's the person's fault. I think Bungie should be able to see that it was not them who willingly left. Mm-hmm. Sounds um, like sounds like a you problem, Josh. I, again, I said it's not me. I've I've thankfully only had it happen to me one time in Gambit. Um, but we've all we've all had a drop at some point that was not our fault. Man, I'm like, what drops? F- fuck you, Pennsylvania <laughs> bullshit. I don't really get my internet dropped either. Yeah, fuck you too, Cleveland. I don't live in Cleveland. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> oh, hi. You're, you're a Cavs fan. It counts. You're a Browns fan. Whatever. I am. Big That's Browns fan. AFC bitches. AFC North, baby. Hey, why don't they just trade uh, Russell Wilson and you'll be fine? You'll God, win a championship. You. Trade him to uh, the Jets. Trade him to the Jets. I mean, honestly, I'm so petty that if we ever did trade him, I'd be like, send him somewhere where he's never going to win another playoff game in his life. Well, it's um, not his fault, though, that he got traded. Unless he ever does trade. But he's he the would. one who said he would go to the Jets. Yeah, but he also said he wants to stay in Seattle. Uh, that's th- This isn't destiny. Move on, Josh. You yeah. sourpuss. Yeah. <laughs> um, I this mean, is fun. Uh, other than that, it's, uh, 
It's just, it's a lot of stuff. There's a hot fix coming next week, uh, some little things. Uh, they talk about uh, presage. Uh, when you complete it, you got to pick up the you pick up the weapon, and then you have to wait for the timer to kick in. That's when your rewards drop. Oh, oh, oh. they also said, hey, fuck you guys. Uh, yeah, we know there are no champions in presage. <laughs> Because there are yeah. no scorn champions. Man, we rushed so fast to go get that master one done, thinking it was a glitch. And then it dawned on me about two thirds of the way through. <laughs> Wait a second, there's no fucking scorn champions. And I told Matt that he's like, dude, I'm not taking any chances. They said, and, duh. Yeah, like just like I was thinking about that the whole like all day yesterday. I was thinking, I was like, huh. Ah, I guess we were right. There are no scorn champions. That mission yeah, sure is enough, so good, though. As soon as he saw it. That mission is so good, though. I know we talked about it for I like an too. hour last week, but it was like, that mission is so good. Dude, Corey, uh, Nerd and I did the master version of it on Tuesday. Yeah. It's match game. It's, what is it, 1230 light, I think? Yeah. Or 1330? No, 1320. 1320. Your gear is locked. It's match game, and you have a 25-minute timer. Oh, get through the whole thing. Jeez. It's actually not as bad as you think. We, I mean, it, we got to the boss with eight minutes to spare. Yeah. And killed it's, him off with about four or five. We had it down to a science, though, when we got there, because we failed the first time. We just got caught up on uh, the trash compactor puzzle. But the main room where the two, like, nearly invincible abominations are is the absolute roughest part. But we just we worked them both down, nuked them at the same time, and then just took our time clearing the room after that. Mm -hmm. It was so much easier. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Honestly, yeah. it was as bad as I thought it was gonna be. No, it was it was pretty good actually. Um and it, there's a whole bunch of known issues here. Y'all can go read that if you really care. Um I but I, I really love that in the known issues, that's where they say no champions in the Master Presage mission because scorn champions don't exist. <laughs> I, I love it that it's fantastic um it. uh, and that honestly that's it for the twab um yeah yeah that's it uh, that is it for the twab this week it basically it's uh hey here's a little bit on ritual weapons here's a whole bunch of fucking issues we know about with our game and here's a link to uh, our post from this morning go read yep yep so uh it's great go earn go earn that uh Go earn that catalyst, though, boys. It's going to be worth it. It is worth you, it. I grind it out. Is, it's cash is reset it. every week. Oh. Or just go to just go to Shirochi and shoot Thrall for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. I don't hate myself enough to do that. It actually wasn't bad. I did it. And Have you catalyst... already finished your catalyst? Yeah. God I, damn. I went to Shirochi and I shot Thrall for 20 minutes. I mean, it's, it's that All easy. All right. I guess I'm going to Shirochi. <laughs> It's actually, I mean, the catalyst is awesome. Uh, that yes. gun is really fun. Good addition. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, but guys, instead of doing lore this week, we decided we were going to do something a little bit different, which is we're going to speculate a little bit on the future storyline beyond Lightfall and the yet unnamed final chapter of the Light versus Darkness saga. I I was actually like shocked that they're like, oh well, the light like the saga of the light versus the dark is gonna end, and it's like, I thought, like, 
I thought like I thought this was the whole point of Destiny was like, you know, the light versus the dark and learning. I to wasn't find necessarily that. to hear that it was shocked that it here that it was going to end. I'm surprised that it's going to keep going. Yeah, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that Destiny is going to keep going beyond this. Yeah, I mean, I think they've seen that they've created this universe with a lot of characters that you know people have spent so much time with and. You know, I think after a while, people want to live in that universe, even if they're not with the same characters. People want to continue with, th- continue on with that. Do you think they uh, do you think they build a Destiny three, or do you think they just continue on Destiny two? Because like, to, I think to, the resources it, to build a Destiny three at this point would just be way too much by that point, and you'll be I approaching mean, even the with same the point. even with the expan the ex- studio expansion and like really trying to like double down on a their new IP, but also like I feel like that this would be like the perfect point of uh, there maybe they start building a new engine now because like like we've talked about this engine is so spaghetti strung together like it, it could you know what I mean like I mean I know they've done fixes and everything since then but it's i mean just i like... would imagine they've been building a new engine internally for matter yeah mm-hmm. there's no way they're gonna have that run on a modified reach engine uh i could conceivably see them using that or outsourcing i mean hell unreal 5 is shaping up to be just an incredible force to be reckoned with right now um and there's i mean there's even my microsoft's internal slip space engine they could license out like who knows but I don't think that you go for a Destiny 3 at this point. I think at this point, they've proven do not do any more numbered sequels. Mm-hmm. Just keep building on the game that people already know and love. We want to keep everything. We don't want to have to start over ever again. I wonder if that's the point where they drop the two and just like, this is Destiny. I mean, look at look at World I, of I Warcraft. Two hasn't been dropped yet. I know. I, still I know. Look at, look I think, at games I think... like World of Warcraft where they're 16 years into it mm-hmm. at this point. Like... Yeah. If World of Warcraft never did a sequel, I don't think Destiny will. Like it's it's like I think the only reason why the two hasn't been dropped, honestly, is because Destiny One is still playable and, and the servers are live and people are still playing it. Oh, those servers aren't going down for years. Yeah. So I mean like i I think from that standpoint it makes sense, but like God, that two is just so I've always it's said so big as the, Luke Smith said. It's you got a big I, fucking I felt two. That they would drop the two as soon as they imported Destiny One in. Yeah. But unless they figure out a way to like super compress this game or sell you a complimentary memory unit with it, it's not going to happen. Why? Why? So, uh, why? why? Why do we need to have the old game back? So, no, I'm not saying I want the old game back. I'm no. saying that I want, because if you're priding yourself on this being a story you can play through from start to finish, you have now cut out everything in Destiny 1. You've cut out the entire Red War two Forsaken campaigns. You have the amount of people trying to get back and into this game that we've gotten questions from of how the hell do I get how do, how do I get to enjoy the story? I got I got I got one on Twitter today through a through yeah. a DM. I got one uh from from uh from Billy Holiday. He says, uh so I haven't picked up Destiny two in over a year. What do I need to do to get caught up as far as DLC? Like like not not even just like the expansion, like not even just yeah. the Red War campaign. You're talking about seasons worth of content drops. You're talking about like we talk about this all the time, like season of the worthy. Like people who have been out for a year and a half to two years, they're like, "Why is Saint fourteen here? I thought he was dead, or like I thought you know he was missing." You know what I mean? Like, or it's like, who the fuck is this Russian guy? Yeah, or like, like so, I'm or a like pretty adamant. Well, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like even people who played Forsaken like. 
and, and just played the campaign and didn't see like the resurrection of Aldrin. They're like, Oh, why the fuck is Aldrin back? We murdered him. Right. Like we straight up yeah. shot him in the face. Or like, you know, who is this Cade guy? Yeah. Now, like, why does everybody care so much about Cade dying? Like, yeah, why I was talking to the nerd when you walked to, when you, right before we started recording. I'm like, if you go to the store and you download the free-to-play version of Destiny 2, Cade is on the cover of Destiny 2. And like, the, you know what I mean? Like the free version. And it's like, oh, well, you jump into the new light experience and then you jump into Forsaken and they murder the guy that's on the damn cover of the game. <laughs> What I've said for a long time is that I feel that I don't necessarily want everything from Destiny 1 back because there were a lot of problems with it. But I do think that story content, strikes, and raids should be in Destiny 2. I mean, we've said this before, right? Where, like, they could somehow condense... Do a version of the campaign. Yeah, like... Cut out half the filler. You could do... You could totally do... uh, 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 Dark Below and House of Wolves and the main campaign is one kind of like 12 mission campaign. You could totally import the Taken King campaign as is, right? Like, I the only I think the the biggest problem would try bringing Rise of Iron over because that's like one huge section of the game that's like not really present, right? But I mean, you could do that anyway. I don't know. I it's you so could, we hit on a we hit on a pretty like important piece of of this puzzle earlier in this episode where josh pointed out that like you have to find a way to bring in new players right Mm i i would say and i think we could all agree that the biggest obstacle of having new players coming in is they feel like they are behind in some capacity Mm -hmm. there's two ways you can approach that one is you can give them all of that content to play through or you know a a big chunk of that content to play through so they can get caught up or you can say hey this universe is living it's organic where you're jumping in that's where your story starts your guardian is waking up during the witch queen saga or your guardian is waking Mm -hmm. up during the lightfall saga you your guardian didn't exist before this so this is where you're entering the world. If you want to learn more about it, cool. Go read that, lore books. Cool. Watch Bife. Like, that makes go. sense, but you also need to adjust the new light quest to adjust. Because, like... Oh, I, new light is trash. I, I'm with you. I, th- I think wherever you jump in and your guardian jumps in, like... They, fuck Shahan. They need some sort <laughs> of, like... Like, the new... Like, a, a structured new light quest for your guardian where they're jumping in into the story. And then... They should probably do some sort of. It doesn't need to be this huge cutscene or whatever, but you know those animated cutscenes that happened before, like before mm-hmm. Beyond Light. That just give a quick bullet points of like what's happening in the story right now, like previously on Destiny type thing. We've talked yeah, about this too, like I, a theater more or yeah. I'm increasingly agreeing with him. Yeah, uh, just to like, get people think, caught up. I think that like you kind of nailed it earlier when you said like. People who didn't play Season of the Dawn are kind of like, well, what the fuck's going on with Saint-14? Like, even friends of mine who, like, if they took a season off or they weren't able to play because of personal matters are like, oh, my God, I can't believe I missed these missions and I can never play them again now. Mm-hmm. That's part of what led to the change with the seasonal model. Yeah. Right? And, like, I took I took a couple seasons off and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, man, I wish I could. I wish I wouldn't have taken off because I missed yeah. this stuff. Right. Like, and that's part of the goal, I think, is to reduce the FOMO. But. <laughs> Also, at the same time, like, we've seen how they sunset stuff. Like, how are they going to handle that when we move forward into the next phase of the saga? Are you just going to completely drop everything that happened up to this point? Like, 
that would be a real fucking shame. Like, mm-hmm. There's so many good activities right now. So many worlds that we build, like people we've encountered, like I don't want that stuff to draw. Like if I'm paying money for it, I want it to stick around. I'm not saying everything like, God bless it. I fucked the menagerie. The menagerie needed to go away. It was time. I it outlived its usefulness. I think there's a way to to restructure i mean they've they've done a little bit of it but there's a way to restructure old content into a more streamlined way if you want to play the story stuff from start to finish like Mm -hmm. seasonal like like when these battlegrounds go away right like i'm not sure they will ever go away but like if they go away like you don't need to experience those right like i mean no you just don't but you should be able to play like some of the story beats from this from this season at some point right like they there's there's got to be a way that they like, can streamline the Glycon has to stick around past the end of season 15 mm-hmm. that that is a massive space that you created and honestly like it's got some pretty important story beats as you get deeper into the captain's log as you start and, reading it like the and, master version has some ma- major story implications and josh like you said before like give us an option to like okay if we don't want to if we don't want the destiny one story content let's just uninstall it you know like you have the ability separate pack give me destiny one campaigns give me destiny one strikes give me destiny one raids as downloadable content yeah and like and make them like if the if you go in there and they're on your menu like give us a stupid uh error code beaver chewer or whatever you know whatever dumb error code whatever dumb (laughs) you know error code they give you oh this content pack is not available to you do you want to download it or do you want to purchase it in the store or whatever like they do that shit all the time like why can't we just want to see something i'll pay silver for bungie i'll pay for that yeah i'll pay to have destiny one strikes and raids back in this game that'll cost you six thousand silver or done or Eight million bright test. Done. I gotta spend my bright test eventually, anyways. You can spend it on. Uh, you can spend it on ornaments. Let me, uh, Bungie. <laughs> let me buy those uh, synthesis tokens with my bright dust. Look how much I have in my account, and tell me you don't want me to do it. So here's a question, and I, I, I think, I think you guys are getting a little sucked back into the past. If the guardians don't have the darkness to fight. Who are we? We I mean, any good game has to have an enemy. Who do we fight? Who are we fighting? What is the what is the the challenge after I mean, the, the bad the darkness? I mean, you could have light bearing bad guys, right? Like, I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. darkness doesn't mm-hmm. obviously we're seeing this now. Like, the darkness doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad guy. Like, yep. but you like. I I mean, I don't know who we're fighting, but you could have a light bearing bad guy or like some new magic that comes out, right? Like I, I feel like magic is something that we haven't really like explored in destiny. Like it exists, but we haven't explored it. Time travel is something that we haven't explored, but we know it exists, right? Like there's these different elements that exist within the universe that we haven't really taken a deep dive into. If we don't do it in Lightfall or, and it's fine. And I'm convinced we're doing it by the final expansion after Lightfall now. I think we're leaving the solar system fairly soon. Hmm. Um, Because I think right now we're too tethered to the city and the city narrative doesn't really matter to us as guardians. That's why I think it was so cool to be running around in there when the sun setting happened, when the traveler awoke, when Mm -hmm. it healed. 
Mm-hmm. I think that was so cool because we've never been in the streets of the city before, and now we are for the first time ever. What what's Destiny go- Andromeda? God, please oh, no. Fucking hell. <laughs> what? But I mean, like for example, like they're setting up. There are narratives that are being set up in the lore already. The Drifter, when you read his backstory and you see the backstory in Joker's Wild and whatnot, he talks about getting stranded on this planet and. His member, the members of his crew, all freezing to death or killing themselves, etc., like killing their ghosts, and they are being hunted by these creatures of darkness, these feral creatures out there that can sense them. Like, what if that? I, I, I personally think that's part of the fifth race that they cut from the original games that we've seen the concept art for the veil. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to come into play at some point, but I think that's going to be something you have to team up with the light and the dark to defeat. Um, We've gotten a lot of mentions this season about the Cabal homeworld that's been completely destroyed by the Hive. Yeah. The Cabal are refugees now. What if an entire campaign, an entire DLC, has us retaking the Cabal homeworld with Keitel's army mm-hmm. fighting side by side with us? What if also, we help restore Elixni society with uh, Mithrax and mm-hmm. uh, Varix? Mm-hmm. Also, you know, like... take. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, also, like to that point, you said that the uh, uh, drifters' uh, crew was like they're killing themselves and killing their ghosts and stuff because the, a darkness enemy was hunting them. It doesn't have to like they say the the saga of the light versus the dark. So, that saga is ending, but it doesn't mean that like those things are going away, right? Like you could still go no, not hunt, hunt these dark beasts, right, and and find out what happened to Drifter's crew, or you know, I feel like that would be like a really cool seasonal story, like we're getting now, like find out what happened to Drifter's crew and find out I mean, really there, there's who the other is. zones on Earth that we can go to. Like just because this is they call it the last city doesn't mean there's not enclaves of humans out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know for sure that one of the other zones talked about in some of the original lore cards for Destiny One is um a zone in the US, Chicago specifically. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a future futuristic completely destroyed Chicago and like we're finding encampments of humans <laughs> there and maybe they've got light bearers that are more like warlords, like the old iron not the old iron lords, but like how shacks used to be back do, in the dark ages. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they've got golden age deep dish there? I was about to say the same thing. Dude, if, if I can go, if I can go to fucking Pequods and get a deep dish in this game, it, ten out of ten, best game ever made. Where's Where's my deep dish emote? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my lord, Corey, stop giving them silver ideas. So Actually, keep giving them, so maybe they'll take away synthesis from silver. See what? One of the things I've been thinking about is deep so dish like. Pizza. Well, yeah, on top, I'm always thinking about pizza. I know. Um, God, that's, pizza that's sounds I had, so good. I had pizza for lunch, actually. Um, is, like, we've been creating, the, you can see the start of this kind of, like, rift in some of some of our supporting cast here. And we've yeah. seen it before when, when Season of the Drifter was, I think it was Season of the Drifter, where we had to kind of, like, pick and choose what side we were on. Is like like you kind of said, Corey. Like light and dark aren't necessarily gonna just go away. So like, what if we have like almost like a civil war saga mm-hmm. in the vanguard, where it's like two sides. And that's happened before. I mean, it could be in like Destiny's lore. I mean, you you could see like I mean, we saw it a little bit in Season of Arrivals, where like Ikora and Zavala's beliefs are are changing. Like they're they're drifting apart from each other, right? And like yeah. you could see. Uh, Ikora and Osiris and and it maybe drift away from Zavala and the Titans, right? Like I, I feel like 
I feel like you could see something like that too. I think that would be really cool. I think uh, going back to something that Nerd said earlier about how, you know, bold prediction, he thinks that Drifter is going to be the next major character killed off. Um, I actually think that I could see it, assuming she makes, I don't think that she makes it out of this story alive, but I could see like Drifter, Eris, and maybe Mara, like those who are loyal to Queen Mara, leaving the galaxy for other pastures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fuck. I could see us going into the distributary for the first time to where the Awoken were actually created, where mm-hmm. time is literally st- standing still. Mm-hmm. They lived there for a millennia before coming through to back to our timeline, which was right after the Exodus uh, ships broke apart. Like, mm-hmm. I could see us going in there. Um, there's still so much with the Exos we don't know. Like Europa's going to be around for years to come. Clovis surely had more secrets. We don't know if some of the Exodus ships actually got away. Like that's un- that's uncertain. What if humans actually managed to escape the collapse? Mm-hmm. Hey you know, man, we find them and they're thriving on Andromeda. Fuck you. <laughs> I like visiting the forge where the Vex were created is a near certainty. I think, but I don't think they're holding that for the future. I think that's going to be in a, probably in Lightfall, honestly. <sighs> The only thing I will say with certainty that I think will be completely gone by the time we are in the post light and darkness saga is I think the taken are done for good at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the taken are pretty much living embodiments of the darkness mm-hmm. that orcs figured out how to harness. Yeah. I mean, um, once you kill the, the orcs is, you know, the Savathun and, and like get rid of maybe like it finally eliminate the hive and create an extinction type thing. Like, I feel like that that could really change the game. Yeah, I guess I mean I mean like on the side of the darkness, you definitely that's the hive and the taken at this point, um, and a sect of the fallen. But I mean like the cabal basically want no hand in this fight. They are literally fighting for survival, as Osiris and Crow kind of point out to uh, this, and even Amanda Holiday point out the Saladin in these battlegrounds, and he's just like, nah, fuck them, kill them all, just kill them all. Mm-hmm. Like Saladin's becoming unhinged. I wonder if at some point we're gonna have to fight him. That's what I'm saying. Do you like, think there's there's such a big rift happening, and all these characters are are changing? I, I could totally see like the city broken in half, and now we've got like the uh, the the what were they called the warlords? Yeah, back in unpopular opinion. I personally think that I and I I said this even before we got the futuristic lore book from Elsie. I think they're going to nuke the city for good at some point because yeah. at this point it's becoming too much of a crutch for us. I mean, I think we talked about it la- last week or two weeks ago where like maybe the, you said maybe the helm becomes some sort mm-hmm. of like helicarrier similar. The to helm like the, looks like a spaceport. Yeah. To where like maybe like the helm is where the guardians gathered to leave the solar system. This is like the helm. Maybe there's like obviously there's like multiple ships or whatever, but like the helm is like. This is where the Vanguard's safety net is, and if the city goes down, the helm takes off and, and leaves. Yeah. I mean, I feel like to do that, though, you would have to confirm the existence of other, like, groups of humans on the planet, because, like... And maybe the they tower, do. As far as, as far as I can tell, the tower is, like, set in fucking Eastern Europe. Yeah, so... it is. It is. My, my wife translates used to translate the signs in the Cosmodrome for me, okay. because she's, okay. she's Ukrainian, they speak fluent Russian, and I'm like, oh, thanks, I... I know what that says now. Yeah, you you got old Russia, you got the European dead zone, and I mean, like, we walked there from the tower, so... I mean, I, I don't think we're going to lose the tower. I'm still subscribing to the theory that they're actually rebuilding the tower. 
I think they are too, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I'm ready to leave the city behind. I'm tired I'm, of looking at this I shit. mean, I, 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 I disagree with your, your premise, but I agree with the, with the sentiment. I don't think we, I don't think we need the, I, I'm done. I'm feeling done with the city. Let's go back to the farm. Let's play some soccer, guys. Let's go oh back to. Oh my god! No, let's go back to that's even worse. Days when... That's even worse. Let me yeet Soraya off the tower with Shaw. You think you think we'll you think we'll hit the reef at some point if like the tower goes away? Like maybe the reef turns into the new kind of like salvation zone for humanity for a little bit. I mean, so I guess I'm kind of with nerd. I don't see them like actually nuking the city. If they didn't completely destroy it during the Red War, they won't do it now. But that is the most ominous part of era of the Elsie's visions of the future of what she's lived is the city being completely wiped out. Oh man, give and me... I still think that to some degree something terrible is going to happen. Give me a mission or two where we go into that timeline. Oh my lord, I, I. I'm drooling for that content what where, if, we, where, where we get to experience that timeline where everything just goes to shit. What if, what if the sea, when Falto Glass comes back, when Worlds First ends, it opens time gates throughout the solar system and you get to play those missions in other Corey. timelines. Corey, don't say things like that because now when it doesn't happen, I'm going to be mad at Bungie for something that I was never promised. I don't care. I'm doing it. Like, what if it opens time gates? Like, you go to you go to Nessus or you go to Venus and it well, opens okay. time gates to these Here's other things. And like you, like the stranger sticks around and like you go and meet her in these other timelines and maybe maybe you are the one that's helping her correct the timeline. In Couldn't some we do that? Couldn't we do that with the Infinite Forest, or is that is that locked down? Well, Mercury's gone. It's locked so. down. It only allows you to see the future. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess the planet's it. gone, too. <laughs> that that definitely has an effect on it. Brother Vance is gone, guys. Thank God. The savior. The savior, Brother Vance, is gone. Listen, Brother Vance <laughs> gave me a lot of legendary shards for a long time. Brother Vance um, is the war. He's like... Man, he's up there with with Hawthorne and uh, and Shahan. He's just. I think, I I just think like the overwhelming <laughs> consensus is that we're definitely going to leave the tower behind at some point. Yeah. Even if we don't leave the solar system, we're going to leave the tower behind. I do think leaving the solar system is the only logical way to expand this story mm -hmm. beyond what we currently have because it's becoming a little cramped. We've got four, four planets we can't use now. We got two locations we absolutely will not for whatever reason go back to, which Venus and the Dreadnoughts, unless mm -hmm. they decide to reintroduce them in future seasons. You don't think uh, we're going to go back to the Dreadnought for Witch Queen? I want us to, but just there's so many mixed signals on if they're going to unvault the destination or not. Like the comment that was made can be interpreted two different ways of we're not unvaulting anything we just vaulted or we're not unvaulting anything period for it because all they said was oh we're not we're not unvaulting anything for we're not unvaulting content for witch queen and that statement can be taken two different ways i think hmm. i personally think it makes sense for the dreadnought to come back but at the same time i would love and i do think to a degree that our final encounter with sabathun will be in the dreaming city mm -hmm. with her fucking murder battery yeah like we're gonna have to kill duel and karu one thing i did see is speculation is with them changing some things about the Vault of Glass, what if you add an extra encounter into Vault and you kill uh, Kira, the Vex Mind that is fueling Savathun's murder battery? I mean, you could. I mean, that would make sense, right? That'd be fantastic from a lore standpoint. Or like, supposed to help lead could into... that 
I mean, did they confirm that they're bringing Atheon back? Is Atheon the final boss? Do we know that for sure? We don't know. I, I mean, couldn't, know. couldn't couldn't that be the final boss encounter? Akira could be. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I was just thinking, what if they added her in as a boss somewhere? In yeah, the but, raid, like, yeah, but where right would before you? Before Atheon or right after? Like, what? How nutty would it be? You finish Atheon, and you're like, yes, I did it. And like, what if they like the just portal in the back the opens up? Remember when you run up the stairs? Yep. Like, you yep. go through, yep. and there's like this extra space, and Atheon isn't the final encounter anymore. You get no, you kill Atheon, but you get transported to the alternate realm, mm-hmm. and that's where fucking Kira is. Mm-hmm. Or like that that side gate that's off to the side that we had to go through for a sleeper stimulant in there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's so many possibilities. Like I would just lose my shit if I kill Atheon, and you think that that's it, and then all like you get your rewards. Like it says mission complete. Like it did in uh, one of the Taken King missions or something, I think it was, mm-hmm. where it says mission complete, and it even says that, and then like it starts being staticky and it like fades away, uh-huh. and you realize you're still in the mission and you've got a second half of it. Yeah. What if that happens and you start hearing like Savathun for the very first time speaking? Yeah. And it's fucking Kira that she sends to deal with you. Yeah. Because she's so arrogant. Yeah. A taken Vex mind be as awesome. the final boss of the raid. That'd be awesome. That would be a Vault of Glass redux for the ages. Yeah. That that would be a good way to play it for sure. I would love that. Yeah. But guys, do we have any more speculation before we just get out of here? Nope. I'm no. good. I'm good. I'm Give sure good we're day. gonna have I'm gl- years to I'm talk gl- about this. I'm glad that like Destiny is continuing, right? Like I, I was yeah. like, man, I like I mean, not that we like really talked about it or that I really believed it. I'm just like, man, I'm going to if Destiny ends at Lightfall or whatever, like I'm really going to miss Destiny. You know, like yeah. I, it's a game we've been we've been playing for so long. Right. Like I've started like I was thinking about it the other day. Like I started playing Destiny before I even met my wife. Right. Like I, I it's been in my life for so long that it's like if like if Lightfall was the end, I would be like really sad you know yeah uh so i, I mean don't, i don't know man i'm i'm excited for the future i'm glad they like confirmed that they're going to be supporting this for a long time and that you know even if the characters change the world's going to exist and it's going to persist and we're going to continue to play this game for a long time mm-hmm. yep i'm here for it i love it tower casuals episode 400 guys <laughs> we're gonna be doing this when we're in nursing homes i mean that's fine i mean hey be... i want to i want to i want to say uh congratulations guys uh so i heard that you hit some milestones over the last uh couple weeks couple episodes and uh we did. we did good job on with with keeping it keeping it going guys yeah it's it's thank you it's crazy you know like i i don't really like to to brag about numbers because it's not like important to me right like i think just sitting here with friends talking about destiny and like if people tune into the live show or uh ask questions or whatever but like you know the fact that we made it to a thousand listens over 30 episodes is is wild like that's crazy and it just kind of shows like Mm -hmm. how maybe how hungry people are for destiny content outside of the game and how you know, I mean, honestly, it's... <laughs> they want someone to explain the game to them because, I'll tell you, we don't even understand it sometimes. Sometimes. That's, <laughs> you could have just said, we don't even understand it. You could have stopped there. Uh, but, 
I just it, it it's kind of humbling to see people listen to the show and kind of you know Josh has done a great job of of honestly putting together lore corners and and just really establishing what the show is because like I mean at the beginning I was just like man I want to I want to I want to do a Destiny show right like I had an old Destiny show that ran for about sixty episodes and it was pretty popular from the time uh dark below came out to uh probably through the end of the taken king and into rise of iron right the first couple weeks of rise of iron and yeah and when that ended i was like man i miss talking about destiny every week and i've wanted to do one ever since then and uh when josh came on and said he wanted to do it with me it was just like you know i it was awesome to sit and talk about a game that we all love and obviously you know nerd is a big part of the lfg group that we have and it's just it's a good time so we like having you here you're you're warming our third chair it's true hey, you don't want to know why it's warm that's all i'm saying i do is it wet warm or, or just is smelly warm both is that, is that an exception? Looks like you just took a whiff of it. Hey, speaking speaking of that, I'm looking at the uh, the poll that we have going. It looks like a pretty pretty split uh, poll at the moment between do exos poop. We've got yes, no, and then some people who are just curious as to what it looks like. So we're we're pretty split right, right three ways right now. It's true. We are. <laughs> we are. I voted yes. Mm. I want to know what it looks like. That's oh. what I voted. God. Nerd, nerd generalist wants to see exo buttholes <laughs> who doesn't spam him with those pictures guys oh god do do your thing internet oh, i god. mean i mean to be fair star wars made it canon that humans can fuck robots so on that note on that note and the episode I, I want to thank everybody for watching or listening. Remember, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, to give us a five-star review and, and leave a nice a nice little review at the bottom. It really helps us out. It'd be great because apparently everything runs off of Apple Podcasts, even if you don't have Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on all the podcast apps that you want to listen to us on. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch the live show on Twitch. We're here talking about destiny every thursday night at about eight somewhere between eight and eight thirty usually around eight try to start then josh thank you for doing this with me for 30 episodes here's to however many more a lot more this happens uh nerd obviously you're welcome to join us as well anytime you like josh where can we find you uh both Twitter and Twitch as at Josh underscore Finn with two N's as always. As always. Nerd. As always. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at in generalist. That's don't please don't don't DM me pictures of robot Send him buttholes. The buttholes. No. John, I know you're listening to this. You have one job. Robot no. poop. Whether we robot, wanted it or not. Robot buttholes. <laughs> We've been sucked into a robot butthole on Mars. Do you think do you think Exos get stuck in that where they, let's they get poop? Back, let's get down to taking them out one by one. <laughs> do you think when Exos poop they get stuck in that position where like maybe they let a little bit of poop out but they're stuck wiping for twenty five minutes? Probably. Hmm. Okay. Do you think Exos have to wipe? 
or they have like a built if i was an ex they're, pe- I would they're people too bidet. they want to be clean okay Dude, i would get a built-in bidet to my ass if i was an exo god damn it that's gonna be the name of the episode now isn't it do exos poop that's it mm-hmm. a bidet in my asshole <laughs> <laughs> That's if people download this episode, this isn't what I thought this podcast was about. <laughs> Rated M some new listeners. Yeah, Rated right. M for mature. Welcome all new listeners. Uh, anyways, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter, Corey HD on Twitch. You can find me on various other things on the internet. I want to thank everybody so much for watching and or listening. Until next time, Guardians. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye now.